Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go to the holidays and places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I actually agreed with that part of his quote. He has probably been their best offensive player when he's been on the field. Did but he say that? Yeah. Uh, he said that about – I missed that. He yeah. said that about himself? Yeah, yeah. yeah put it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I agree with him. I think he's going to start, but it's going to be a very short leash. And they told, and they're going to tell him so before the game, like double secret probation. Like we all, I mean, I, I know what. Don't put words in my mouth. I was going to say I can't, like, and you're going to make fun of me, but like this shit, there's nothing like seeing a show on Broadway. Yeah. Did you do a lot of that. I did. Oh yeah. wow, I can see Paul like with his scarfish. No, no, you know, no scarf. Playbill, walking stick. <laughs> monocle yeah well the best part is is when they practice this is very inside baseball but uh, they make us like turn our backs next thing you know they'll have like sacks over your head you know okay sacks on <laughs> sacks on aaron will come over okay sacks off like a lana. Lana. guys that's our time this is patriots unfiltered presented by toyota's official website for deals by a toyota.com all right welcome to patriots unfiltered it is tuesday here at gillette stadium and oh boy, we got problems. <laughs> that sums huh? it up right there. <laughs> we got problems. We can't solve them. Yeah, the once, the once mighty Patriots, the Empire, the Dynasty. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, it's we're we're in trouble. You know, <laughs> it's bad hearing you say that because every like single that. week you're like. This and this is still in play. This and this is yeah. still in play. Eight and then this week you're play. like, Oof. Yeah, well. We've winning a, record, not in we've play. We've officially come to the point where we can't have a winning record. Eight so and nine. Still official. in play. It's, that is in play, though. Yeah. Yeah. The eight and nine. And just a strong finish, you know. Hey, I had this. I had this thought, and, you know, sometimes, like, I get these things that pop in my head and they actually come true, that the Patriots win their last six games. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Would yeah. that like, really bother you? Yeah. If yes. they did? In a way it would, but in a way it wouldn't because, you know, what's what's going on right now is this whole – and I, I completely understand it. I'm not criticizing, but the whole talk about Belichick. You know, Mac is one thing. Like, what's going on with Mac is obvious. He, he's, he's melting, you know, before our eyes. He wasn't this bad before. He's terrible right now. He's just – he just can't think out there for whatever reason. But the whole Belichick thing, you know uh, – you know, the people that have come out and they're really looking for, you know, the skins. Um, and then there's still people out there defending him and what's going to happen with him. And, you know, the storylines going forward for the last six, six games, that's going to dominate when it comes to New England news. And especially with the fact that three of our games are national games, at least as of now, you know, unless they get flexed. Yeah. Um, uh, National networks are always looking for the storyline. What's the storyline going in of the game? And for us, that's going to be it. That's, the fall of the dynasty? Yeah, the fall of the dynasty and what's going to happen with Bill Belichick. And, you know, it's 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 going to be tough. You know, I, I can understand. I'm not saying, like, oh, they shouldn't be talking about that. It's disrespectful. No. 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 I, I get it. And the, yeah. the Monday night game in particular, I think, if you remember, and I heard um, on my show yesterday they were talking about this a little bit. Do you remember that Arizona game on the Monday night last year where yeah. Troy Aikman had some 
I thought both of them had some interesting stuff, and I forget this all the specifics, but I remember them saying things. So I was like, oh, I, I, I hadn't heard that. I had. Those are, I think, Fred's right on. Like, that's what they're going to be talking about. Like, what kind of what kind of things? Well, like, you know, remember Mac with the histrionics and how he was getting under the skin of the coaching staff and there was some – those kinds of things that yeah. we hadn't really heard specifics about. And all of a sudden, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were just openly talking about it. I think that is going to be the narrative for them in that Kansas City game on the Monday night if it doesn't get flexed. Could you hit that power button? No, 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 on the, on on the, the monitor. monitor. He likes to see himself. Yeah. I agree. Well, I just want to make sure we're on. Yeah. So do you not think that these conversations are warranted, like about Bill and, you know, it being time to close the No, chapter? I think they are warranted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure. Um, but it, it, it is funny because I saw a poll on, on Twitter X today. And Twix. There were three options. You know, it's what, what do you think will happen if Bill mm-hmm. leaves? And one of the options was – teams will be lined up to hire him and that was the winner you know mm-hmm. pretty easily it's weird because i wouldn't necessarily be lined up especially because you've seen the way he's mishandled mac i would be afraid that he would mishandle my quarterback too i would also be afraid of how he's going to set up the roster look at the roster right now what if he does that for my team too yeah. and doesn't want to pay all these players what i'm currently pl- paying them doesn't want to retain what who i think i should keep and also, it's like, what if I wanted to give him a GM and he doesn't want that? So, like, I don't know. It's kind of tough. But All but, valid points. Right. Yeah. But it, but if you're the owner or GM of another team and you're thinking about it, you sit him down, right? You, you at least talk with him and you say, what's going on over there? And what if he tells you that there were some things that changed over the last four or five years that, you know. Would one I, of those be I, his age? <laughs> well, yeah, that would but, be a bold but I, face line. I, I, you know, when this happens, and it's not just with the Patriots, but any team that the end is near with the coaching regime or whatever, you know, assistant coaches start getting on the phone and start making their case and yeah. start, you know, and these little stories start to get out and finger pointing. Wasn't my fault. Wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know, that's we're not immune to that. Mm-hmm. That that's probably going to start happening yeah. here if it hasn't already. Those are the things that are going to be happening. I just I really wonder like in a vacuum what would Bill say about he wants to stay here. He wants to he wants to rebuild this. I mean does does he look at this team and think, you know, and just again in a vacuum can he fix this? Well, does he feel like he could get this team, okay, you know, it, it's, in his time frame back on the track it's that it so, needs to be? It's something like to to talk about because let's just say he really does feel that way. I believe that if if he does, then he has a responsibility to talk to the fans and the media a little differently then. Mm-hmm. Like, if you seriously believe you, you want to stay and you can rebuild this team, then he's not going about it the right way, I don't think, because he's not earning any confidence in the fan base. And I, I know he doesn't owe us anything, but in a way, well, I shouldn't say it. He doesn't owe the media anything, but he does owe the fans a lot. And I think that, you know, the fi- the media is the conduit to him. You know, we don't get to – the fans don't get to talk to him directly. And if he really wants to stay and believes he can turn this thing around if he has a few things, then I think he owes it to the fans to make that case starting now. Yeah. Yeah. Like starting now, not not – I just yeah. I, like every time he said over the last few weeks when he actually kind of acknowledged that that this has been a bad season, it's just been so striking to me because 
so much of the way that he handles everything is, you know, they could be 13 and one right now or whatever, you know, like you just, you don't see the yeah. difference really. And in, in how, which, you know, in some ways, look, I mean, as a, you know, as a leader and somebody who has to set the tone, like, I mean, w- what would you do in this situation? Your team is falling apart. You have two wins. You don't have a quarterback, you know, you're left to kind of try to come up with creative solutions. And meanwhile, any kind of creative solution, you've got a media that's going to question you on everything. So it's just, this is what happens when you lose games. But I just, I really wonder where his headspace is. And I, and I, and I think it's worth bringing up. Does he want to come back? Does right. he want to keep doing this? Right. Does he look at this and say, geez, I just can't get this team together. It takes too much. I got to get out of here. Well, like, you know, he's made a couple, he's, he's mentioned it a couple times in post-game press conferences where, you know, we've had a lot of close games. You know, and when you have close games, but, you know, everybody does in the NFL. But when you have close games, you know, play here or play there, a turnover here, that doesn't – could actually, you know, could turn the result around. And, you know, maybe in his mind he's thinking, I'm coaching this team the best way I can. I'm getting them to a point where they're in these games. And because of the quarterback or something else – yeah. We're, we're losing these games. I, and and it ain't me. I'm I'm so, you know, no, that's for sure. I I think that I don't know if this is what you're saying, dude, so maybe I don't disagree. No, I have something to say but go. But I think <laughs> the last couple of weeks I've actually feel like he is different at the podium and I don't mean he's saying different things. I mean like his body language is different. And the the whole the record and all every all this stuff has me questioning everything, obviously. And I am your place in this world. Uh, just like <laughs> your choice itself. of career. <laughs> like I sat in a dark room last night and thought about it. Uh, but no, uh, I, I think the biggest thing I, I, I notice is kind of just like defeated. Like he, I, I feel like he's just kind of given up. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like, I feel like he fe- like the last couple of weeks, he feels like a defeated person that is going through the motions of this to but why? finish out the why, why do you think he's defeated that's I, the thing well they're two and nine but i think no, every button he's pushed has, has i think it's two right. things i think I, he wants out i think yeah. i'm with paul I, I don't know if he wants out to go someplace else specifically but i i think he n- sees the writing on the wall that it's over for him here and, and i i i just the way that he's at the podium the way that he uh, go, is going about this whole thing uh, you know, he was super relaxed in Germany out of nowhere, I think, just because he was trying to be a little bit nicer to yeah, the foreign media. But in general, I, I just feel like he's been that way. And, and what you said off the top, like really quickly, can Rex Ryan shut the heck up? Well, I like, no, this is really bothering <laughs> yeah, me. No, like, go, go shine your AFC championship <laughs> appearance rings, Rex Ryan. <laughs> like, it's really it bugs me a ton that him of all people are the ones that are, are taking these shots Man. now at Bill right. because it's like you what have you accomplished in your career in the NFL Rex well I, like, I, I don't think that's particularly relevant to him being an analyst but I, I hear like what he's doing is is so over the top it's ridiculous it's performative for TV it, yes. it is yeah. but but like Just you know snap. you have some you're, respect you're, it's you not know, wrong <laughs> your, your quarterback stink and your team stinks you know and yeah, it's it's it, definitely over the top it, like that. You you, you got to get something that's going to circulate on Twitter and you know, uh, you know hit as, as you like to say, Freddie, hit the zeitgeist. Yeah, and that's but that's it's him. definitely performance. He's always been that way. Yeah. But know? I, I think I think he would argue are... with you is like there's a lot of guys that could have won a lot of games. 
but but with, with Brady. But that's not that's, his but, argument. But see, that's but, just what he said. But he's, he's saying you he, haven't won anything without Brady. No, he and, said and, it yesterday. I know and what he has did. he won? But, anything no, He didn't have Brady. That's his he, argument. No, but, but Like, you can disagree with his argument all you want, but that's his argument. No, but he did say that, Paul. But then at the other side of his mouth, he says he's the greatest of all time. Because I think he thinks he's a great coach. But, he, but but it's different. But I know, but he literally said he's the greatest of all time, but you can't win anything without Brady. He's trying to like. So maybe have he's both telling you that I, I I'm acknowledging that he won more with Brady than just the average coach would have won. Well, then he should Brady. say that. Hmm. But I, he's telling you he's the greatest of all time. I know, just, but he's not saying it the way you want him to. No, but but and then at the same time he says he wouldn't have won anything I think, without Brady. I just Brady. think it's embarrassing that that's you know? what we've resorted I th- to. I think the greatest coach of all time would be able to win in this league without not to the extent. But would have success in this league. Rex right? has always been about bluster. Like I know. he's always been a loudmouth, and now all of a sudden we're two and nine, and like we're really mad. Well, I think he's. We got a, our feelings I think hurt. he's a little over the top. He is. Even he's for all, him, it's always been it's over not, the top. It's not even about for him. getting your feelings hurt. It's just like I have no respect. Uh, you weren't on my Twitter timeline uh, for, yesterday. For then. Rex, like I just, I my have God. no respect but, for him but, as a coach. But, but I know, and like, well, I have tons of respect. Yeah, but I'll tell you who has a lot of respect for him as a coach is Bill Belichick. But Evan, I mean, along those lines, Dan Orlovsky, we shouldn't listen. To. There's a lot of guys no, on ESPN yeah. and other places I, I'm not saying, that haven't I'm, won anything. I'm not saying that it's a. It, I get what you're saying, but the point is, is that he's being demonstratively over the top for TV. I 100% he's agree theatrical. with Paul. Yep. And, and but the thing is, is that it, you have some respect for just a fellow coach. I, and dragging Bill through the mud here just because now we can take shots at Bill because he's two and nine. And I, I say this all the time. I am good. I would defend Bill against a clown like Rex Ryan any day of the week. I'll I'll rag on him and tell you how horrible he's been right. too. But he's like it's like you know your sibling, right? Well, like it's can you, he's can my just, brother. So I'm I, gonna, I get this. I'm so I just want to say on one him. thing really really quick, and I'd just be curious to see if you answer this honestly. What do you think of Phil Jackson as a coach? What did you think of what, how he did when he was on the Knicks? I think basketball is a different sport. No, but what did you think when he was on the Knicks? You laugh. You laughed and mocked him. I know you did because you're a Boston fan, just like me. I did. I, don't I know. laughed I and mean, mocked ba- him. Oh, Basketball's not so easy sport. without the best player who ever played. I know. I but, get it. But you're not on TV. Like I. But that. But that's all this is. I, is like the greatest I, I, dynasty no, has fallen. I know. But and people around the country are laughing but, about but, it. But Evan that's makes all a this good is, point. Just like we did. There is a brotherhood of coaches. Yes. There is a fraternity. Yeah. And I said it. He's when, a loudmouth. I get it. When it became apparent that this season was going to go south. I said it on a post-game show. I said, the end is coming, but I hope people are respectful of him, of Bill. I, 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 he, whatever I his, agree with whatever that. Whatever his flaws. I he, agree with he that. Deserves, he deserves respect. He deserves yeah. respect. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But um, I just think Rex Ryan has never been a guy who's going to be – Sort of buttoned down. I know and that's yeah. not who he is. He's, I know. This he is can't help and it. I'm a, and I'm allowed to say yeah. that he's yeah. a clown. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It. I think he is a clown. I yeah. would agree with you on that. Um, I, I just think that he he was a good coach, and I think Bill Belichick had a lot of respect for his coaching acumen. I I know that. Well, well he's, I won't, yeah. he's not going to say I know it for a fact, but I have had conversations with him, yeah. and I think he really respected the fact that he was a game plan oriented coach and did different things. That bothered an offense at its peak, yeah. at at times, and uh, I think he did have a lot of respect for him. Probably um, not, probably not as a person. Probably too much because <laughs> probably Rex not as have a person. Respect for him, so <laughs> no, probably not as a person. Bill, I and mean, I think Rex has a lot of respect for the coach. 
not the person. Again, I don't think they like each other. Yeah. There's a difference there. Uh, I, I hate sitting on a point that I thought of like six minutes ago before we were talking about this, yeah. but I, I got to go yeah, back to right. it just because I finally, you know, it just it kind of clicked for me. If I just feel like Bill's been sell, selling us so much on it's been circumstantial. Like our win, wins and losses, these have been circumstantial losses. You know, when I go back to that quote, you know, uh, at, at Buffalo, you know, is this who we are? Yeah. Or is this, and you know, and again, pointing to circumstances of injuries of we've been in the close games instead of and I think for me the, the shift that you kind of talk about Fred is just acknowledging it's not circumstantial anymore this is a bad team that has been poorly constructed and cannot do what they need to do to win football games and I think that's just what's not ringing true is when he gets up there and he continues to pitch us on circumstantial stuff like well that game you know I mean we had a lead we you know just a couple turnovers it's like you're, you're trying to sell us on the forest and we're looking at where they're you're selling us on the trees we're all looking at the forest right now and seeing what what's really out there and that that to me Ball is the shift that needs Mike. to happen Ball right security. like you know like these little things of each game when it's like but it's a it's a it great way happening. it's a great way to fool yourself and I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. I think the last two games were kind of circumstantial losses. Like, they easily yeah. could have won the last two games if they had held on to the ball. But at a certain point, all the circumstances okay. stacked up. I'm not I'm not going to hear it about the Philadelphia game or the first Miami game or even the Raiders game. Like, when you consistently fall behind by two scores in the mm. fourth quarter, you're going to yeah. lose in the NFL. Right. right. Okay? These two games, when you've got 10 points back-to-back games and teams are 50-0 and 0 in that c- circumstance in the NFL, and now it's 50-2, and 2, and those are the two. Those are two games that you should have won. I, I I completely get the last two games. Don't give me injuries. Don't give me turnovers for the other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they got better. It was ten six Germany. It's ten seven. One point. I would argue this was way worse. <laughs> way yeah. worse. This yeah. is a t- like. I, I, no, I will too. Because I mean, I, just I, I, I don't even know why thing. we were even bothering with the performance. Like, yeah. we're beyond that. No, it, it's. I mean, and you know, going back to Mac, he's a mess. Oh, he yeah. really is, and I I do feel bad. He's somebody's son, and I'm I'm sure. <laughs> not, you know, I I just <laughs> I, I, why are we even in the business? <laughs> no, I, I feel I, I feel bad for him, but he's a mess. He's he's he like he the stuff he's doing um, is just. I mean, Come on, man. Did, did they really think he was going to be reset after that week, given what you know they did with the practice reps and all that stuff? Like, was that what? Well, it was here's the be thing. You mentioned practice. Track? I think in practice he's okay. That's the problem. Not, not according to his teammates. No. Well, well, I don't know. I, I think, I, I I think the, you know, compared to the competition in practice. He might be better than the competition in practice, but there's been reports out there, you know, talking about re- repeating the same mistakes that he makes in games that just, he does in practice all the time. I, I just mm-hmm. can't get over the, the, the late stupid interception stuff, like where it's just, just throw – I mean, Billy O talked about it today. Throw it away. You know, like it's just that stuff in year three. You can't continue to do the. Uh, I read somewhere that PFF had him tracked for more interceptions than throwaways this year. I believe that. Uh, oh, uh, 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 turnover-worthy plays. No, no, mean, no more <laughs> interceptions than throwaways. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. May, I see I what you're mean, saying. Like a good quarterback it. will throw the ball yeah. away like eight or ten times a game. I believe it. I believe it. And how many of those interceptions were like? three and a half, four seconds into the down where nobody was open and he just chucked it for I stupid actually, reasons. In his defense, I actually think, well, I don't know if this is a defense, but uh, the first interception, I think he was trying to throw it away. And he just didn't get enough on it to get it out of bounds. Oh, the I, one, the so one that, to That's Gisicki? the most I've ever seen him line no. <laughs> Which one? No, the, 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 the first, first one, one on the sideline. Yeah, to DeMario Douglas Inter, on the crossing triple coverage. Oh, I yeah. think he was trying to throw that away. Oh, there's no way. Get, no, I think he was. Because, like, I th- think he overthrew. Douglas. I mean, there's no over three. He's like, he's not open. There's I get three that. guys on him. I don't. I, I. That's all. I can't. So much for the short leash, by the way. The, the decision making is really what it comes down to. If 
his carrying trait coming out of college was was decision making was between the ears that was how he was touted was a cerebral pocket passer that's going to manage the game and make the right decisions if he can't fall back on that as a carrying trait then he doesn't have a carrying trait which is what we're seeing right now yeah he doesn't have physical tools he doesn't have the mental acumen he doesn't have poise like if he doesn't have those last two things then he's not an NFL well, quarterback I mean, period is, is there a chance that his scouting uh you know the scouts were just wrong on him coming out of college that it was just too easy at Alabama and this whole cerebral thing was a manifestation yeah. of just having all the time in the world in the best receivers. That's what I think. I, yeah. think, I think it is tough, and I, I've mentioned this before, to grade those guys, especially quarterbacks coming out of Alabama and Ohio State, because you have five-star everything. Your offensive line is outstanding. Your defense is outstanding. Your receivers are outstanding. It's like you look at all the weapons that he had at Alabama, they're incredible. And so it's different when you're looking at a guy like Drake May or Caleb Williams who, like, don't have all of that talent around right. them. Well, Caleb Williams And, and you say – when Drake you say May they're doesn't. incredible, they weren't just incredible in college. They're incredible yes. in the pros, yes. too. And they also have But, like, they then also you have, have like, more... Trevor, though. Like, so yeah. I think it, it's a case-by-case basis. And I think with Mac, you had to evaluate the fact that his physical tools were, were n- not yeah. as good as these mm-hmm. other guys yeah. in the draft. And for that reason, maybe the Alabama stuff was a little bit of a facade. But Trevor Lawrence had – five-star everything also oh, at yeah. Clemson and yeah. he's still a good pro so like yeah. I, I think it, it's a case-by-case basis it's not just and Trevor about had the, better tools in his football yeah, yeah I mean, it, that to me too. that's like I think I think <laughs> he can run he can throw Tua had all <laughs> the same talents around him he's been a much better pro right, because he's a better player yeah. right yeah. and I think CJ Stroud had all the talents around him but he's a much better pro than like you know the late Dwayne Haskins was mm-hmm. you know yeah um but they had the same talent around mm-hmm. him and there's a, a lot of guys you know, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCann, they weren't as gifted mm-hmm. as the guys right. that followed by. Jalen Hurts had, again, the, the helmet sticker, right? I just assume, though, like, you know, this he had a good processor, that that means he's able to go through reads quick and get the ball out. Not that he won't make stupid, but we're not impossible interceptions. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and that's that's why I think it's a little hard to judge because I feel like he's broken and he's not seeing it anymore. Well, uh, and he's out of that rhythm. But now he's, yeah, is the pressure. The right. physical pressure, yeah. not the not the emotional, uh, the you know the mental side of Maybe it. Maybe both, though. The, but but now no, it's he, like the compounded it's, effect of it's the pressure. It's way into both now. Yeah. But I'm saying, the the when he started to get hit, I don't think that was anything he ever consistently experienced, and I think it gradually has gotten worse and worse and worse totally. over time. Compounded, and yep. I think that people figured it out during that seven game winning streak. Uh, I heard something interesting today, uh, I mean, yesterday on on my show, Fred. Um, and I don't know if you which guys one, agree with it. One? I don't know, uh, Felgren Matt. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm hoping for a different not the show, but to be uh, named morning not. show. Yeah. Um, someone called in and said that everything looked fine until that Monday night game, where Bill only let him throw the ball three times. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Do you I, I heard that, that. Do you think that there was anything to that? No, Mm-mm. not really. When Matt Judon is making fun of him after the game. You know, everybody played great except for Mac. He didn't do nothing. I mean, I like Judon. And I know, so he, was, yeah, I know yeah. he was joking. I, I know it was, it was a tongue-in-cheek thing. But I do – I mean, do you ever think – we we watched that game. We I was there. I, I, I thought, thought it was embarrassing that they played an NFL yeah. game throwing three passes. No, but yes, I don't I remember did. ever saying, oh, they should be throwing the ball more. No. Uh, I, I said that it's an indictment on the quarterback, that he didn't throw it. I think that Bill did the right thing because he knew. Yeah. I don't think so, though, because even – look – 
it was you were against, already at that point. It, you were already at a point where you weren't going to let him throw. Like you must well, have already he, had some issues. I think issues. he threw a pass early in that game, and I think it actually got caught by of all people by the wind, Jonu Smith. That yes. Got Ooh. taken by the wind, and Jono made an unbelievable one-handed catch in traffic. That. Like yeah. I mean, it should have been picked off three times. It, it was, and I think Bill said, "Yeah, I ain't doing that again." Yeah. If he had never had like a good game again, then maybe I I would subscribe to that. But like, um, the, just so you know, <laughs> he's had what I would call eight good games since then, and thirty-three games. It, wh- which one is that? Jacksonville. Yeah, Minnesota was one. Jacksonville was one. The Jets game was one uh, down the stretch. I would say the Buffalo game this year was one. Um, he's he's had a, a passer rating of ninety five or better eight times since since that that game. Yeah, I just think that he's shown that since that game that he is capable of playing. I don't know what you want to call it, like above average NFL quarterback or whatever you want to call it. Mm, so but if, we, if if he he has shown it in flashes in certain games. He just named eight games. So if he hasn't done that, it, that, that he played like, good. But I yeah, say but, above but average. my point is, but is that if that game broke him, right. then he would never have played good again. Like, yeah. It, yeah, well, broken. I mean, like, do you think he's broken now? Like, he's he yes. has thrown a good pass. No, he's <laughs> like you can do totally broken. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. But I mean, there but, are still times where oh, that was a good throw. Yeah, that third and fifteen to Devontae Parker the but, other day. But just, I, just, I just think the ex- the conditions in that game were extraordinary. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I was were, there. It was too. wild. And, and I mean, was why? What was extraordinary? But the, the, the wind. The wind, the wind was, was unbelievable. Oh, 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 oh! oh. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about Sunday. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about the Buffalo. Game. Yeah. Just, no, but, no, I'm but, not telling you that I necessarily. But I just thought it was the interesting. But what? But what was? Hey. What, what's the implication that Mac was so rattled that they wouldn't let him throw that they just completely broke him? In well, that, he, moment. that was the day. That was the day <laughs> that he realized that the quarterback didn't. I mean, the coach didn't have any faith in him. Like I, I'm not telling you it's true. I'm just no, no. I'm just trying to process there. the process the, the the dynamics of it all. It was also the day that it was as, told as that the like Patriots to show, broke the Bills. Facilitation. <laughs> Remember that? It was also the day that everyone said, "Oh, the Patriots broke the Bills." Oh. Yeah. Totally outcoached, oh, and it was well, ridiculous. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, I, to be I, fair, I, I went the Bills never I'm lost like, again. I like the narrative. To be fair, Buffalo like hasn't won anything. Yeah, yeah. I know. But they've been better than the Patriots. This is the Boston thing I love the most. Anything is. Is just just a championship. That's the only thing that qualifies as well, anything. I mean, they haven't even made us. All I know is that they've been better than the. Patriots. They made the oh, conference championship that year, and they got destroyed. <laughs> like I, I don't, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. It's much better to be two and nine. It's great. See, this is this, if this only is we where could we're do, if only we could lose. Twitter is the exact same If only we could go two and nine every year. See, Paul, they're so, on the downward like, slide. We're already at the bottom. Like we we're going on up. They're still going down. Where would you rather be? Where would you rather? I'd be? rather have Josh Allen. I mean, regardless of circumstances. Um, I don't but, know. Yeah. I, they have expectations, and they are not being. Oh, met, I'm, so. and, I, and I, I'm a, I would agree. And, this is and a, as they say, I'm all for that. Right. Them, them not achieving their goals. I love Correct. it. Correct. And if that makes you feel better about being two and nine, go right ahead. The, the windows. It doesn't closed. make me feel better at all. I separate. would feel good about that if the Patriots are undefeated. Right. I would now. be thrilled to have lost the game that the Bills lost the other day. It was the most entertaining game in the NFL all good. year. Well, I know you're secretly a Bills fan, but that's no, okay. No, no, <laughs> you're missing it. You're missing it. I haven't seen an entertaining game in a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're missing. Probably that Minnesota game on Thanksgiving last year was the last entertaining game. Well, the Bills game played. this year was entertaining. Come on. Yeah, yeah but not to that level. Fred, it's they were like, one in it's five. Like, it's like you watch games. I know you guys thought there was a path. There wasn't. It was over. <laughs> Fred, you watch games like that Bills-Eagles game, and it's like a palate cleanser. It's almost like this is like, an wow. NFL offense. Yeah. You can two score? You're allowed yeah. to score? Yeah. 
Do you think they should fire McDermott? I mean, is that like I mean, is that the, the right? Uh, is that the right decision? Depends on how they finish the season, but yeah, I think right now, if you're asking me, yeah, I wouldn't. But I think you, you probably in the NFL you have to. It's a hard decision. If you don't make the playoffs, you have to. It's a hard decision. That team has. I don't care how it's many. Way too much talent not to. Yeah, uh, I know, but still, Evan, Evan's right. But yeah, still, way too much talent. You know to where be you six feel like six. you caught a little something, and I know it's fading right now of what that magic was, but. You know, just to, to I mean, I feel like you're and they got screwed. In you're kind of throwing it up to the wind, yeah, but you they, know. But if you, well, I don't want this to turn into you know bills.com. But if you get rid of McDermott and you feel like you're close, that's why you have to bring in a, well, an established. That's why coach, I wouldn't do it. Right, right. Well, that's but that's I mean, uh, tie this to what we're going through right now, and you know, like the well, maybe we're not the, close. I mean, I, no, it's, no, it's I different. know, but 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 the things that go into deciding to move on from a head coach and the implications for the team and what they've built and kind of the identity that they built around that coach and. You know, I, look, it's probably the right decision, but it's still got to be a little bit scary to, you know, can you imagine in yeah. 2010 switching out the head coach with even Brady? I mean, you know, probably would have worked out okay. They they, pro- they would have still been a really good team. But I just, you know, you don't know. These these things are kind of fluid. And all you take that head coach I out, just wonder what does the Mc- defense look like? like yeah, just, I just wonder with McDermott. It's hard. I think you're is, right. I always I love this comparison. Like, remember Mark Jackson with the Warriors? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> I do. I, I, you just I looked just at me with that yeah, question. I, I do, but I didn't think he was a good coach. So Mark Jackson with the Warriors, and then they bring in Steve Kerr, and then they the, then they become the Warriors, right? Like, right. Is, uh, is Sean McDermott the guy that got the Bills this far? Absolutely. And then be. they need yeah. the guy to put them over the top. Yeah. I, that's what I wonder if I'm on Buffalo. If, right, if but, he's but it the is guy a, that developed but them it this is a far, risk. but he's not a winning coach in the playoffs. Like he can't get over that. And I do think that he has some choke to him. McDermott specifically like I think I think the uh the decision to kneel on the ball with 20 seconds left was absurd and I think that's a coach that was afraid you know because now he's saying well if I just go to overtime and we lose in overtime that's not on me but uh, if I go out there and we sling it around and you know Allen has turned the ball over if he turns it over that's on me what am I doing trying like to me you know what I would have done I would have run a draw and see if I can get a, a cheap 20 yards call timeout then let him let one rip and then kick a field goal if I can. Yeah. I mean, what what, yeah. what? running a draw pretty much takes away that turnover fear, you know? Like that Javon Holland, by the way. Did you see that, Freddie? No. Pick six on a Hail Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah the 99-yard. Yeah, yeah, that I was, saw that. That was awesome. I, I, I never saw that before. I got a tweet, and I can't remember who it was from, but they were like, Fred is probably on his couch right now watching this happen and is probably getting a great kick out of it. Yeah, I mean, only the Jets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I, I don't get a good kick out of any of it anymore. No? <laughs> wow. I'm in a dark room. Yeah. I can't just – I'm honestly checked out. Mike, well, Evan, like, Mike I want done. you to remind <laughs> me tomorrow <laughs> and Thursday. I need to go easy on my boy Evan. <laughs> no, he I came in. I can't come at him. He came in today after his film study, and I – I, was just little I can't come at him this like, week. How you, He's in a how bad you doing? place. How you doing, buddy? You all right watching okay. the, the film yesterday? Okay. I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. Well, <laughs> After all, all review, I can say, Evan, Evan is, is broken. Uh, uh, you're lucky that Kyle Van Noy isn't on this team because oh, he'd be coming right. at you. Right. Did you see the that? Film study. I uh, did. And he was right, by the way. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even oh, read. Oh, yeah. I saw the he first thing first. He cracked down on the center because yeah. he was supposed to. It was to. clearly what he was supposed to do. I would not have said what Armando Celica or whatever the frick his name is. Come on, Von Miller. Learn how to pass rush, bro. No, but I didn't see. Von Miller had a pass rush. I didn't see Van Noy's response to it. I saw just. The thing, and I looked, and I was like, "That's clearly a play." Yeah, and I don't know anything. It's a game, right? A little game. So that's clearly a play. I, that was I some kind a, of stunt. I had a good relationship stunt. with with Kyle Van Noy. He, yeah, he came up to me one time, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're the guy that always posts uh, our clips on on Twitter." And he was like, "I was like, yeah." Wait, was, and oh, he, you're the guy. He, yeah, and he, and he was like, "You know, you 
you're not always right, but like you're on the right track, and you don't, you know, you don't know the play call. So I'll, I I'll give you a little, give yeah, and, a little I, and, then, and then, yeah, and now then, go over be, there. And, and then he became famous because he was, you know, on a Super Bowl team. Never talked to me again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he talked, he talked to me. Unfortunately, that's how uh, he didn't like. You got an autograph from him, didn't you, Paul? <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Ha- Kyle has rabbit ears. He definitely does. Yeah. Well, the fact that he even knew that I was posting stuff on Twitter told me that he had oh, rabbit he knows. ears right off the he bat. He knows. Yeah. I'm watching. So wow. here we this are. But lively. I do wonder. You know, back to Mike's original point with Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I do wonder how much I, I, we, we fixate on. Is Robert Kraft going to make a move? I wonder how much R- Bill Belichick wants out of. Robert Kraft. Yeah. I could see him wanting to do it versus like the other way around just because one, it looks better if he steps away and decides to focus on his family or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it looks better what if he does it. And I think he wants it to be in his control, like in and on his time. Sure. Do so you think he wants to coach somewhere next year? Yes. I, I think so. Yeah, I do too. I think I, he oof. wants to keep coaching. I just I don't know if I would want him. Like, okay, for example, Panthers. I wouldn't, Panthers, but I think he wants to Panthers coach Panthers need a head coach. Would you go after him? That's different. Who? I the think Panthers the, the, need a head no. coach. Panthers. Would you go after him? I'd sit down with him. No, I would not. I'd talk to him. I think the Panthers are one of the few teams that would give him everything he wants. And Listen, I think that would be a big mistake I think by the Panthers. I think yes. any yeah, team that's looking for a coach would make a mistake to at least not have a sit-down with him, an extensive sit-down. And what's going on there? Why, you the know. The team that, that Bill should be going to, uh, and I – Again, I I have I don't know about the Buffalo, fit, but Buffalo, the Chargers, <laughs> like these teams that are that are literally just a guy that can teach them how to win late in fourth quarter games with a quarterback already in place and an offense that's already good and all everything already set up for him. So all he has to do is come in and fix some things on the margins and make them a Super Bowl team. Well, yep. well think about I, it. It's it's the exact thing that Brady did. Yeah. He went to a place that had exactly. the weapons. They added maybe one or two more. We're comparing Tampa to Buffalo. No, <laughs> no, but but and and he, you know, but maybe the Chargers. Like he fixed some culture and they won. And you know, Bill's probably thinking, I can do that. Just, he, just, I, yeah, I know? could also see some. He people, couldn't have done it with Brady did in Tampa. I, I could also see some people leaving. Nope. Well, he doesn't play quarterback. He would not have won with that team. I could Brady, also see some people though. leaving. He wouldn't have. And not wanting to stay, like someone like Diggs, I would. I would not be surprised if he's like, oh, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Uh, me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good point, Tamara. <laughs> right? Be like, screw Things that. Is contractually tied to them. I think, I I think you're see. right, Tamara. I think there'd be a lot of players in that locker room that would feel like that. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you're – with Bill, I, you know, the, the two biggest things that I – you know, in my dark room that I'm trying to think through, <laughs> know, through all these things. It's really troubling. <laughs> uh, number one, I, I question if his style of coaching is dead and if – it's just a, in so many different levels. Like their offensive system to me is extinct. It's it's extinct. The 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 meteor came. It hit the and boom, we're done. Like you can't run an offense. I don't think anymore in today's NFL that puts this much on the quarterback. Do you think putting, I, I think do you it's think dead. putting four passes beyond um, five yards downfield is that's a low number in an NFL game this year? Well, wait a minute now. I, but I want I, I, attempting. I'm but talking about. Talking it's about di- what he's talking about. It's no, different know, than attempting but, them, but, it, but in drawing up the plays that, you know, they're, they're deeper throws down the field than it was supposed to happen. But the, I think that's the league. I think every team that's great, it's all on their quarterback. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. I, I don't think that there's – As they go, so does the offense. But I'm not talking about, like, the, the 
what you're talking about. I'm talking about the fact that, you know, the, the very first third down of the game on Sunday. Do you go watch the pre-snap just mess that happens before the ball is snapped. But is that and the offense or is that Mac? No, that's the offense. The offense is it's all on the quarterback. Like the quarterback has to come to the line of scrimmage and he had Mac he's pumping this way to the receivers to change the routes. And then he's kill kill. I, I and know. he's this it's and he's too bringing much. guys okay. in. Yeah, and then all of a sudden but how much of that is nonsense? <laughs> and, and then they go to snap the football and it's delay a game. And then the snap is like a, the worst snap I've ever seen David Andrews have in his career. It be, all because all of it is just a mess. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this, and I obviously don't know. Um, but I'm gonna go on what Fred's talking about. Like, so with Max culpability. So, it, are you sure that all of this is supposed to be happening? Yes. The, like the, he's the not checking to things that no. Maybe he the entire be offense to? at the line of scrimmage is uh, from the protections on down. The quarterback is in complete control of everything at the line of scrimmage. The, these other teams, you know, the Shanahan offense, for example. There we go. They they don't line up the Brock Purdy shot. They, no, but it's not. They have they don't have the quarterback set protections at the line of scrimmage. He's not remiking. He's not flipping protections. He's not moving guys. That's not how they do things. When they get to the line of scrimmage, Brock Purdy obviously does his surveillance of the field if they send a blitz that they're not expecting he just throws All hot right. see i'm gonna push back because either either you're right and if you're right then when bailey zappy went into the second half they told him to do it differently they didn't bailey zappy came in in the second half and there were examples of me you know writing down when i'm watching it i'm like I don't know if this protection was blown because Bailey blew it, or I'm going to assume you didn't, think it, you didn't think it looked better in the second half. No, I'm, but I'm saying I didn't see the orchestration pre-snap. Oh, that sure. I you, you, yeah, 100%. As much as what Mac was yes, doing? Yes, but I, I, I just think the difference is I don't know. I, I can't tell you who is at fault. Nor, most of the time, I, I stare on the side of David Andrews is probably right because he's David Andrews has been doing it for a decade. Right, but at the at the same time, you go watch that play where Bailey Zappi uh, had to like break out of a sack, and he ends up flipping it to Ramondre Stevenson. He does that because Ramondre Stevenson and David Andrews blocked the same guy, and then an unblocked runner comes from the other side. That to me, if I, based off of how they run their offense, that that's on the quarterback. Like the quarterback is responsible for setting the protection at the line of scrimmage. And the fact that two guys went to the same guy tells me that he didn't set the mic point properly because I'm sure David Andrews wasn't wrong. Well, if that's the case, if you're if you're correct there, then I think that that's negligence on the part of the coaching staff because clearly you've got a guy who his brain is mush right now, and to continue to put that on him is setting him up to fail. I just don't think, based off of the history of this offense, whether it's here without Brady or it's traveling without Brady with Josh McDaniels or whoever. I don't think the history of this offense tells you that anybody can do it besides Brady. <laughs> so, right. so well, well done Rex. <laughs> so he's the only guy that has been able to run this offense and do all the chess match, all the field general stuff at the line of scrimmage before the ball is snapped and then execute the post snap reads, which I like, I can get into all that too. When you start to talk about route conversions and reading safety shells and coverage rotation and all that kind of stuff that the quarterback has to do. Oh, and then you out, you have to go play ball. Like then you have to go make plays on top of all of that. And well, you have to have to do what Brady did. You have to have that beautiful mind. Like he said, he has all the answers, you know, like yeah. he's, 
he sees things in a way that others don't. Like, it's just he sees it in one complete picture. You know, and it's almost like he doesn't have to go through a progression. He he knows no. what's going to happen uh, before it happens. I, and, you know, so like, but he's one of a kind. And to think correct. that others can do that, whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, I think is negligence. That's that's my point. And I think that this offense as a whole, the way that they run it, especially from a pre-snap standpoint, is too cumbersome on the quarterback. I, I can't believe that their expect their expectation is is to do that. But well, they you, all say it. And they all said it in the summer that there's a lot on the quarterback here yeah. in this system. But I just wonder, last year it was simplifying the offense. You know, is that – were they trying to get away from this stuff? Did they go back to it this year? Are they still so. trying to simplify things? I think they were trying to get away from it. And I, I think that the big thing is, as we spin it forward, like this is more about spinning forward. And I know some people are going to take this as, as me making excuses for Mac. Uh, mainly what I'm trying to say is that Mac Jones, you know – Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, where the quarterbacks in Denver with Josh McDaniels, the quarterbacks with the Rams with Josh McDaniels, like they've all failed trying to run this offense. They've all failed. And when you start to spin it forward, I, I, I they need a new offensive system. Like that's the where where I'm at with it, where the the details have to be so meticulously executed in this offense to string a drive together that it, it's too it's too hard. So do you think a different system would make Mac better? Mac particularly, yes. I think he's too far gone at okay. this point. But in ge- in general, a, let's you, go let's go back a year. Would a better system have made have made Mac better back then? Maybe. And I I just look at it like I said, you know, Drake May, Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels, like whoever it it ends up being, I I, I just don't think it's it's right to put those guys no, in this offense. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's they're not using the talents of those guys if they do that. You I, know? I can't comment on all the the mental stress that the quarterback is under, and I think everything Evan says makes a lot of sense to me. That is definitely falling in line with some of the talks that I remember from the summer when we had some of our production meetings, and my buddy James Ferentz, I told you, is really forthcoming about how similar the offenses are all you know all three years um, but they put a lot on the quarterback well, so, but but my biggest issue with the offense the least talent the less talent you have the more you have to put on players to do things exactly right when you have guys that are just faster well, you don't I, have to worry about is, that th- i think the offense is antiquated as as evan said because i don't think you can just set it up the way they want to set it up and expect to win i don't think you can run the ball you know let's just run the ball We'll use a slot receiver and, you know, see if we can, you know, make enough plays to, to go down the field and go 11 plays for 60 yards in seven minutes. That represents the success that you had, seven minutes to go 60 yards. That's like – that looked like the Bears last night who also have no offense, you know, and they actually put together some drives last night, but it was t- it was so hard. Like everything was so hard. Yeah, I just look at, you know – so many different examples and i know like bedard says the same thing about oh this guy didn't run the right route i I, when i watch other teams film there's no it's not that ambiguous you know what i mean like it's not like there's not that much i I think the system is hard and and, and, and so like demario douglas like you know is running a a a deep 
hitch and he opens the wrong way. Mac throws it to his outside shoulder. He opens to the inside and it's an incomplete pass. And it just, those things I, I just don't see happening on other, other tapes around the NFL offensively. And all the details in this offense right now, the spacing, the timing of the routes, uh, you know, the way the routes convert, all this kind of stuff is just broken. Like all of it is just terrible. And I, I just wonder if maybe, you know, I look at these other teams and a big part of it is because of the speed that they have on the field that the Patriots don't have, but they play the game in space. Like the game is played in pockets of space for these other offenses where that the Patriots, it feels like everything is played in a bogged down contested window and there's never any space. And I, I, I just think that all of that ties together. But, and but, it's by but design. That, but yet what that, that, no, but to me, that's because that's the way defenses play us because they can go man-to-man and not have to worry. Right, but they that's by design. The like, like the offense that was on the field on Sunday is largely what they envisioned in, say, May. They had all the guys that the only one that wasn't part oh, of it was Bourne. Bourne. Yeah. And Bourne was an afterthought to them. Bourne was like a third or fourth receiver for them. Yeah. They wanted Parker and Juju. But teams they probably hoped for Tyquan, Ramondre Stevenson, four fifths of your offensive line. I would, and I think So has actually well, that's played a, well. Like a bo- that's a bonus, right? You the last few games, I think yeah. So has been better than Riley Reef was going to be. Yep. But teams. So are you had your offensive line, right? And yeah, no, I, I, I'm with that, Evan now, on now this. Now you get to personnel, but, but I'm. But that's what they. This is what I'm saying is antiquated, Fred. That's the kinds of outside guys they want. We don't want. We don't want these divas. We don't want these guys that want the ball. We don't want these playmakers that are going to be like so much. And I know, Mike, you're only, you know, half serious with the Stephon Diggs. You'd love Stephon Diggs. I'm just teasing you. Like, we don't want A.J. Brown who, you know, in week four is going to go three quarters without a target. and He's going to put up a tirade on the sideline. Yeah, I know he will. That's what those guys do. But you know what? The other ten games, he's going to catch ten for and he 120. Was probably right. Of course he was. And I would also say you know, to your point. So they right, don't want that. I, I tweeted this out last night. The Patriots, offensively, right now, overall they're 16th in EPA as a rush, rushing offense since week six. They're number two in the league. I saw your. Tw- they have the number one this. run defense in the NFL right now. They're the best run defense in the NFL. So they run the ball well and they stop the run well. In 2023, that means crap. It means yeah. two and nine. It means nothing. And that's their whole mantra in there is we're, we're a tough team. We're going to stop the run. We're going to run the ball. And we're going to cover kicks. That gets you to two and nine now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're 30th in pass EPA. Uh, you're 27th in EPA pass allowed. So you're top, bottom five in passing on both sides of the football. And that's the league. Like Why that's you, that's the how game. How come now. you didn't say it the way you tweeted it? Unfortunately, it's, it's not. It's not 2003. <laughs> right. Like you're you're just you're an antiquated operation right now. Like maybe 20 years ago, you you would have you would be a better football team because you run the ball well and you're tough up front and you cover kicks and like all this kind of stuff doesn't work anymore. I wish we could get more of the opposing defenses talking about just like how easy they are to defend. Like you know, we used to get those quotes a little bit more, yeah. but it's always insightful, especially in stuff like this where. You know, they're just not giving us a lot to worry about, frankly. Right. We just kind of get up on them and right. force them. Into, I mean, There's I love no the way because no space needs to be given. I love the way you put it, which which just like congested. I forget exactly what the phrase was, but that, you know, it's, that's what it always feels like. It's just he's throwing into like this mishmash of like seven guys all crossing at once. And <laughs> right. like, you know, he's trying to like get it right through the window. Yeah, one, it's they're, they're constantly trying to thread the needle. Yeah. Like with everything that, you know, if. If we do this and we do that and we do this, and then maybe the other team makes a mistake on that, we can score a touchdown. Like that's that's what their offense <laughs> relies on. And yeah. to your point, Fred, like you know that's the way. It, I, I guess it's a chicken or egg thing. Like 
can teams do that to this team? Can they play defensively the way they do against this team because the players aren't good enough, which I would say is accurate? Or is it because of the system that is set up and that's what they want the players to do? So it doesn't really matter how good the players are because they're going to be crunched down. And Evan's right. They had opportunities. They dialed up plays that called for things to go down the field the other day. Yeah. And either he didn't throw it down the field or it didn't materialize. Well, I'm sure it's not. But a, they don't do it a lot. That, I mean, I'm sure they would prefer that the receivers break free and get open. I would prefer. <laughs> but they yeah. don't. But I would prefer them go and get receivers who can break free and get open. Right. They don't. Yeah. They prefer this. Yeah. Well, that was a, there's an example that I brought up. We, we were talking about it on the way down, and I, I wish I could tell you exactly which play it was. It was one of the third down plays, but. I think it was Mac tried to target Thornton coming on the far outside left. And there's, you know, the defense is in cover one. They've got a safety in the middle of the field. And it's like Thornton gets off the line. He's even with the guy. And it's, you know, nothing but space in front of him. Use your speed. This is what you're here for. And he bends it into the coverage. And, I mean, it's just, again, a mishmash of seven guys crossing. A good good receiver would raise his hand and say, I'm going. Mailbox. I'm going. It was a zappy throw. Zappy. And uh, the linebacker underneath zappy stared it down, and he almost picked it. Oh, the one he dropped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I I just – zappy's interception, I think, is a perfect example of all of this. So Xavier McKinney is playing post safety on that play. And there's a vertical route that's supposed to occupy Xavier McKinney. But McKinney just has no fear whatsoever that Devontae Parker is going to get targeted on that post. So he just shoots out of a cannon right to the crosser. You know, I loved what Zappi said after the game. He said he snipered it, which I'm <laughs> going to use forever now because that's <laughs> awesome. So he snipers it from the middle of the field. Other, if there's any respect for the post whatsoever, then he yeah. has to stay back yeah. and he has to play it. But because they just don't fear anything over no. the top with this offense, he's able to sniper it, and then all of a sudden, a, a Juju would have been open, you know, nine times out of ten if the safety doesn't but, jump it. But you know, was Zappy telegraphing it? I don't know. He stared it down a little bit, yeah. but I don't think that it was like. The world's worst interception is yeah, my point. I, I totally agree with this. Now, Z- I don't think Zappy did any. You know, some people were like, "Oh, you got to, you know, look better." Look better. It didn't look better. They had even fewer yards in the second half than they did in the first half. Um, but I also have seen people say that Zappy threw the same interception his Mac threw on the first one, mm, and that's not true. No. I agree with what Evan's saying here. I thought McKinney made a good play to come off of his guy and pick off a pass to Zappy. Now, I'm not telling you Zappy's absolved of that. He's, you know, yeah, as as you get experience, yeah. you realize these guys make plays. Yeah. You know, and there's a good player. Z- uh, Mac Jones threw the ball into, a, again, a defensive team meeting, yeah. and one of them caught it. Like, th- I don't think there was the same. I don't think it was the same at all. And a lot of people on Twitter no. were comparing the two. I didn't no. think it was this it similar at all. And to, you know, further the point, kind of to Mike's point about the Taekwon play, too, they threw, like, at least a eight to ten slants in this game and completed none of them. Yeah. And you look at these slants and they're just off coverage waiting I, for him. They're, just they're sitting there like, like go ahead. Yard. Oh, they had one on third and fifteen, right? <laughs> they, they, they're right. getting like, like eight yards of cushion on these play if you can't run a three step slant against eight yards of cushion in the NFL. Well, how many times and was hit the it? pass over here yep. though? It's right. it's yep. wild. Yep. Like even like, like, like I'll be all over Thornton because we haven't right. gotten anything out of him, but you're running a slant. That's the last thing you want to do is expose yourself and do this. Well he did that because Thornton just like did a little shimmy shake at the top of the route runner. and like took forever to get out of the route. But like in general, it just, 
if you have eight yards of cushion, if the corner is playing off man against you and you can't get him to to respect the uh, vertical stem (laughs) enough to open up a slant three yards down the field, and then you stink. And they're just sitting there. They're just sitting there waiting for every slant. You know, I know. It was just sitting there like, what are you going to do? Right? Like, it just looked like like they knew what was coming. They were not threatened at all. I mean, it happened a lot. I mean, Parker would, like, kind of stumbled on one of them, too. Well, like, just, you know, there was um, a report. Dory Jackson kept jumping on. Yeah, there wasn't a report, but. Um, I guess a lot of people caught Juju yelling at Troy Brown. Do mm-hmm. any of us yeah. know what that he was all about? He did exchange according to the Twitter machine. Yeah, yeah. We we don't know what that was about. Or well, you know. you, did you guys see it? No, I didn't see it. You didn't see it either. I saw the. I mean, the play. It was on the Max after Max interception, the second one, and uh, you know Juju's open like out of the slot, but Max throwing hot there and. You don't ever really want to turn your back to the blitz. Like, so you that's, think Troy Brown said something to him and then he snapped back? I don't know. I don't know exactly what the exchange was, but I, I haven't seen anybody report what it was about. Yeah, I you know there were a couple of times in this game, not to say that Juju was should have had you know 150 yards or something like that, but there were definitely a couple of times in this game where he looked open down the well, field. Well, just and it's just weird that on an interception, why would a receiver be yelling at the wide receivers coach? You know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Unless I, the Troy, wide receivers coach said that was your fault. Troy wouldn't touch it, so <laughs> I don't know. I, Someone asked him about it this morning, and he wouldn't answer. I don't know if you would agree with me, maybe, um, but I saw a little bit out of Juju, a little bit of movement skills in this game. Just, I mean, nothing that translated, but just a couple times the, where the, he said, the oh, more, it looked the like the he was moving goes on, in The more I'm thinking, he would have been the guy that he was last year had this offense been functional at all. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought the fourth down play was a good play by Juju. I wonder how healthy he's just been too. Like is like yeah. is he just getting healthier now and he's really finally yeah. getting that he's knee fighting it. Thing, like listen, his days of being a dynamic receiver are long over. No, and I just But I think he's better than what well, you know, what does he have? Twenty catches? Yeah. Well I just you try to be fair because you kill these guys and it's like, you know, if you do watch something that I mean it was just one route, they didn't even throw to him, but it was just a nice 20, sudden cut and it was 24 like 24 catches all something. season he has yeah, yeah he was Nothing. open on a few crossing routes averaging six yards as catch. as well one of them uh, mac checked down early on in the game that I, I thought there was a bigger play on the field to juju on the second level crosser and then i i thought he had a chance on the play that zappy was sacked on uh too in the second half um that if zappy just kind of threw it up to him it it it's NFL open type of situation where if you have any trust in each other, you kind of just put it up there and let your guy make a play on the ball. But clearly we're, we're well beyond having trust in anybody in this offense. And I think that just goes back to my general takeaway from this was that it, this offense looked like an offense that split 50, 50 quarterback reps in practice. Like it, it looked like it, what I wrote this morning. an offense yeah. that uh, didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. And all of that to me is is on the head coach. Like he and it's wasted this, energy. Yeah, the so, ruse was all it was yeah. for nothing. Do it, we do we believe the reports that Bill Belichick knew Mac was the starter all week long? Like, and the team knew allegedly. Like according to like I've heard both things. Ramondre where, and Zeke, yeah. like they knew all week. That yeah, it was I've heard Mac. both. I've heard. Yeah, some I've heard. Guys. I've heard both. But I've. I, but I also believe that he did allow Zappy to take a lot of reps during the year during you know, the week. But I but I think that Mac think, was still going first. From what I understand, like Mac had the starter. majority of the reps mm-hmm. and that it was clear that he was the starter. 
And then also to sit him down, I thought it was interesting what Bill O'Brien said today that like, you know, he doesn't make that call that it's Robert, then Bill, then the assistants. I thought that was interesting because I'm like, do you think Robert would really be in charge of sitting Mac yeah, down? No, wait, a minute. No. He, I, Bill, no, wait a minute. Bill no. O'Brian said that Robert was involved no. in the decision it, to sit him down. He said there's a chain, chain of command. It goes Robert, then Bill, but then not me. In, but not, that could not have been related to taking that, him out of the game in the middle was, of the game. He said... I don't make those calls. There's a chain of command. The chain of command is Robert at the top, then Bill, then the assistant coach. But what was the question? On if he sh- if he can make the call to sit Mac this week. And his oh, response was... Oh, okay. I'm talking about during the game. No, no, no. Like, sit okay. up here. Yeah, but even that's then... Different. That's still weird. I, I, I think... Robert th- is not making the That's still weird, and I wonder, like, what he meant by that. Like, yeah. just in the organization, it's Robert, Bill. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I, I, I'm envisioning, like, Robert on the cell phone. I think Bill, a lot of no. people... Uh, you gotta get him out. A lot of people are talking... <laughs> like, like, no way. Even if it's during the week, if the owner... Of any team yeah. is, is making practice decisions. That's crazy. That's bad. No, yeah. I think so I people are looking way too much yeah. into him yeah. mentioning uh, Mr. Kraft a couple times right. the last couple weird. weeks. Right. Honestly, I, I agree. Yeah, at least I hope so. Mm. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Lively, uh, lively. Well, first listen, hour we got here. a lot to talk about. Oh, no, I mean, passion. We, we've got to figure this out right. and then get our report back to the front <laughs> office. I'm not sure about passion. Uh, Eddie's <laughs> Eddie's in L.A. What's up, Eddie? Your yeah. part. Oh, Eddie, what do you want? I'm gonna tell you. Eddie. All right, go ahead. Go Eddie. to Aaron. No, first. Well, what you no go to Aaron first. All right, Aaron's in Connecticut. What's up, Aaron? Aaron. Okay, oh, there's another. We're just one. taking that's, too long. That, that's perfect. So. I, no, no, Paul wants to talk, not to. I'm, I'm a thousand percent with team on Team Fred here. Oh, it's you, with two and nine, the ship is sinking. It's Tuesday. You call before the show starts, and right. then you get pissed off that we make you wait forty five minutes before well, who we says take we have t- off? we have things to talk They're about. Not there. Well, it is the Maybe run of the show. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever been said explicitly, but usually the first, and I thought it was 30. Paul corrected me when I was hosting. 45. First 45 minutes. Tuesdays. Chat. Right? Set Freddy, the table. Freddy, set yep. the we table. we got to clear our throat for 45 minutes we have on a, a lot Tuesday. To say on then you call no, in. No, I mean, then you obviously call I'm not annoyed by it. I love our callers. But, yeah. like, you no, got to no, expect there's a lot. Everybody has their thoughts from the weekend. Everybody has wants their time. I, I was in that dark room for a long time. So He's still in there. a lot of things to say. <laughs> Evan, you okay in there, buddy? Look, now Dominique, I'm okay. Dominique no. calls in. He's going to wait about two minutes no. before he gets no. to There you go. I'm not okay, Mike. I'm not. <laughs> All that right. was my Jess impression. Because Dominique <laughs> just called, and he waited, you know, waiting. Waiting patiently. To call, and now he did when there was a break. I'm going to put him right on. Oh, Dominique's in New York. What's <laughs> up, Dominique? <laughs> <laughs> uh, patience is a virtue. So That's right. There's that. There you go. Um, so I just have to get my thoughts off, and this is so weird for me because been watching the past since like oh one, oh two, and this is the first time we've been like bad, bad, like since ninety three, I think. And you know, we got Drew Bledsoe after this year, so I'm at this point where I was holding out hope for like the first week, two, three, four, five, and kept going back and forth, thinking maybe we could do this, maybe we could do this, especially with the Bills, how they look, right? You know, thinking maybe we could have a chance if we're just confident enough and we're not bad. And I find myself in a position where I know, Fred, you mentioned you hate, you know, seeing them be 2-9. But at this point, I'm kind of shifting to, eh, I kind of want them to be 2-9, sadly. Uh, I kind of want them to lose out because I want a franchise-altering player. Right? We need to build this thing from the ground up again. And to do that, you need to have a top five, honestly, top three pick, especially with, you know, the quarterbacks in this class this year. So it kind of sucks because, you know, I want them to win. But I flipped the script and I said, you know what, let's get that top pick. Let's see where it goes. I'd rather be terrible because you 
you know, we're at rock bottom, you can go up, versus kind of being middling like the the Bills, and truly that's what they are. And even the Jets, not only what you might get with Aaron Rodgers when he comes back and Zach Wilson is, you know, he, he just sucks. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's my thoughts. I hate to be in this position, but, you know, thank for Caleb. All right, Dominic, thank you. I understand Dominic's point 100%, but there's a difference between being in this position and being in this position. Like, it doesn't have just because you're a two and nine team record wise, doesn't mean that the games have to be just terrible. Right. You know, like that, that's the thing I think that I keep on coming back to is like, they don't have to look this bad to be two and nine. Yeah. You know, and certainly there is that silver lining when you lose. You know, keep losing, and you're in this position. In you know, for the draft. But the other thing that is killing us is the uncertainty about the front office. Like, okay, so let's say we have a top three pick, and we get Caleb Williams or, or Drake May. Who's going to be coaching? Them? Yeah, I mean, like, who's going to be coaching? What him? are they going to be? You know, gonna we be don't know any of those answers. So, I feel like that's yeah. another one of like Evans isms when he's like, "That's just like putting makeup on a pig." Like, you're going to get the new piece but then if bill's still coaching it it might look exactly the same it might look exactly the same if if ben johnson's coaching it if they don't upgrade the rest of it around it i just think yeah like offensively interesting they i you know trying to think about all right who do you who do you think is like worthy of being like a part of this next iteration of the patriots offense and it's like two or three guys like Mm -hmm. it's Ramondre stevenson it's mike on if they re-sign him and it's probably pop douglas and whatever david andrews decides to do if he decides to retire or if he decides to keep playing yeah and the rest of it i would say is spots are up for grabs like the rest of it like it's a competition for everybody else uh lee's in uk i really feel for mac he looked terrible and it's looked awful for weeks he looked on par on a par with how zach wilson looked when the patriots played them and i felt for him at the time that he shouldn't be put up as a sacrificial lamb. I, for one, don't want Bill to go because that truly is the last page in the chapter. I don't want to be a team searching for an identity, continually changing coaches and quarterbacks. When you look at the draft of 21, other than Lawrence, I don't think any of the quarterbacks look franchise grade. I normally watch Red Zone for the game, but the Patriots don't appear very often at the moment. So I had to watch the whole game on the Giants game, my takeaways. Taekwon and Boudet played, caught catches, and Taekwon didn't get injured. That's unheard of. He's made of glass. He should have fragile stickers on him. And I don't understand how clotheslining a punt receiver isn't a penalty when touching the kicker is. I thought Barth had it out. He, he, did, he did a good deep dive on the rule book and did he? found something that, that. What did we find? Because I'm still baffled. I gotta, he he I does gotta, a deep dive on the rule book for a punt, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was. What did um, come up with? You, you can't hit the guy in the helmet with your arm. I think. I, I mean, so I, I, I gotta pull it up. That's head. not true. But it's. And, I mean, it's one of the rules in the rule book. I, like, I mean, it was one I, of the. I think. It, like, I, I, like I like I'll to say, Fred. Do you remember years ago we used to say like you kind of unnecessary roughness. You yeah. know when you, you see know it. when you see it. I thought that was unnecessary. Was roughness. <laughs> I also yeah. I, the one thing I will say is that I about that, I I kind of did like the response that the Patriots had to it, in the moment. Because yeah. I don't think that has always been there this year. Yeah. Particularly for the quarterback. I would agree with that. I, I, would, I would want my players to react like that. I totally yeah, agree so with that. Yeah, I, I so was, I was watching the, the Chargers-Ravens game back. Uh, the Ravens hit Justin Herbert late on the sideline. Oh, I remember this. And uh, one of the offensive linemen, I think it was uh, Saylor, uh, the guy from Georgia, uh, came over and clocked went crazy. the Ravens And that's guy. not the first time they did. They did that to the Raiders earlier in the yeah. year, too. And it was uh, – 
it ended. He got a penalty for it. The the Chargers guy. Yeah. It's third and nineteen. Uh, you know, from right in the red, like third and nineteen from the nineteen. So that's situation. where that's the fine line. You know? Yeah. So he got a penalty for it, but at the same time, like I, that's one of those penalties you kind of take. You know, right? the, the the hit on Pop though. You know, I have to say, like, if I don't think I, it was a cheap shot. I don't think it was a cheap. If you stick your arm out and hit a guy in the chest, you know, just the right way. He's gonna go fight. Like, you're my, gonna my question, him. My my, and, and my yeah. that's not really. I totally agree with you, Fred. Like know? Mike and I, we were like talking about this. Like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this play. Like, right? He it, he didn't hit him with his head. No. But as Mike said, as a as a hockey official, it's an easy like the the head principle. Contact. Yeah, it's head contact. So he did like his arm hit him in the head. So was that a penalty? Yeah, yeah. And I and I. So this, I got Barth's thing up. I mean, this is Article 14, striking, kicking, tripping, or kneeing opponents. Uh, and if we go down to letter D, uh, <laughs> all players are prohibited from D, striking, swinging, at, or clubbing the head, neck, or face of okay. an opponent with the so wrist, arms, penalty. elbows, or See, I or would hands. argue that he didn't do that. Yeah. I would argue that his arm hit the guy in the head. Right. He didn't I don't think swing. he clubbed he him. I don't think he strike him. I don't think he did. Him. Striked yeah. him. He clotheslined him. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But he was like... He's running to make a tackle, and the head hit his arm. You know, like the, I think it's unnecessary roughness. Like, I think, like, no way. I think I, it's it's like yeah, yeah. No, how many times I have, think it's unnecessary like, like roughness. Paul, you didn't tackle when you played football, but for those of us who like <laughs> QB. attempted to tackle, how many times? I didn't throw any picks. How many times were you squared up in front of a, a shifty player, and all of a sudden, oh, every time he's every. over there, and you just stick your arm out. Yeah, you know. Right. So yeah. if the guys, that's why I got hit in the head so many times. I think. I think. You could you could call unnecessary roughness on that, but I am not like like I'm not, I'm up not in with arms, the, I'm right? not yeah. yeah I'm not with the Twitterati on this one right. like yeah. the Devontae Parker one was a, a headshot yeah that they didn't call against that was Miami terrible. Yeah. that was a headshot yeah. that's got to be called. Robin San Diego via Connecticut um, postseason discussions of tides and what constitutes an Italian sub can't get here fast enough. Oh jeez. Two questions for the crew. <laughs> One. Draft. I remember people, including myself, emailing or calling last off season saying the moves Bill was making are not enough, then doing so again after the draft. In your opinion, do you think Bill believed this roster was good enough on offense? It's hard for me to believe, as I'll be the first to admit he knows more about football than I'll ever understand. Yet there I was saying. This roster is just not good. I, I wish I could. I wish I could say I don't know how he did. I, I think mean, I don't they know. I think this. he thinks it was okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that they look at the last handful of games that they've played, the Giants, the Colts, the Commanders, and they say that was that was the plan. That was the plan. That was the plan coming in. We were going to play really good defense. We were going to win games. You know, higher scoring games are going to be twenty one twenty. Lower scoring games are going to be thirteen ten. And this he, is my point about answer. And he <laughs> believes that the ball security on offense is why they didn't come out on on the right side of these games. Yeah, and I'm with Paul. Like, yeah. it, it and just, I would say the last two is probably right. The command they didn't lose the Commanders game because of ball security. They yeah. didn't. You can make an argument can, the Commanders didn't win that game by three touchdowns because of their poor ball security. Yes. But yes. you also just look at these games, and I, I think w- this is where his line of thinking goes wrong, is that even if you do all the things that you plan on doing, the quarterback and the offense still has to make some plays at the end of the game to get you the win. Right. And so if you That's can, a part of the equation that he, he – does not take into right so uh, you can win you could have won this game on sunday 13 to 10 if you know bailey zappy had stuck on tyquan thornton a little bit longer and zipped in a touchdown pass like he should have but 
the quarterback didn't make a play and the kicker misses the field goal and you lose and you lose the game like those are i think where he misses it is that yeah you could maybe design a game plan to get you to that point but if mac jones throws an interception at the end of the colts game out the window or right like then all of a sudden your margin is zero and you know like we talked earlier about you know bills mentioned a couple times oh you know we close it was close like the way he like criticized Ryland after this game yeah like he deserved it but like saying you know basically he missed two extra points meaning we could have tied this game but he blew it so i i totally agree with you fred and i think that's another example of him trying to tell you oh what do you want me to do i can't i can't kick the extra point for him yeah like that's why we lost these two games right like that's what he's trying to tell you i put the team in position to tie this game i agree with you fred (laughs) i i thought that was a little bit harsh for a rookie kicker yeah not that he didn't like, as you said. Not that he didn't deserve it. I yeah. mean, they're all big boys. Yep. I just this is just something I can't resign myself to. Bill Belichick watching the film of this team and being like, "We're close. We're close." <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, but like to him, it's. <laughs> listen, this is. I want to be really respectful. I think there's a mentality that he has that that's exactly the way he wants to win. Yep. So it's all on him. And everybody says, can you imagine he squeezed seven wins out of that roster? Right. Well, but, I think well, he O'Brien gets off today, on that. O'Brien <laughs> said today that it's an eight and nine, nine and eight league. That's what he said. And that these one score games is what tips you in one side of that scale. So I don't know if Bill. They're Lo- all one score games. I don't know if the Bill. The Eagles are the best team in football and they're like eight no in one score right. games or some silly right. thing like that. Yeah, but that's a, that's. That's the way that they look at it, is what I'm saying, is that they look at it like if we had just made the plays at the end of these games, I'm sure they look at the Eagles game in week one the same exact way. If we just had made the plays at the end of these games, we could easily be, yep. you know, and to your seven point, and whatever yeah. right now, and or yeah. nine and two instead of two and nine. And or to whatever. your point, yeah, they could have made plays at the end of the Eagles game. But if you didn't set it up so you had to make the play at the end of the Eagles right. game, you wouldn't have been down two scores in the fourth quarter. Right. Mm-hmm. Where or everything has good... to be perfect now for us to win. Right. Or if you just had the great players that could go out and make those game-winning plays, then maybe like the Eagles do. Right. Like, that's I mean, how you're That's good why I think the game. Eagles and the, and the Dolphins, you're down two scores in the fourth quarter of eventual one-score losses. Those aren't the same as losing 10-6 and 10-7 when you're turning the ball over in the yeah. red zone. Yeah. Uh, second question by Rob. Max Amessi says, my question is, what happened? Yes, Freddie's someone's son, but he was also <laughs> he was also a first-round pick. Yeah. Was the talent evaluation off on Mac because it seemed consensus, or have the Patriots just broken him? If the talent evaluation was correct, could he bounce back and be a starter with another team? So I don't think the talent eva- – like, I, I push back on people that, that say, you know, like you're, one of your guys, Jim Murray, said – that people like me should just admit that we're wrong and take the L and that Mac always sucked like that. That's what I, I don't agree with that. I don't sucked as as a strong. I I still feel the same way. I still feel like he had himself on a career trajectory to be a, the, in the 10 to 15 range of NFL quarterbacks and to be a functional NFL starter that could manage games and that you could win games with not necessarily win games because of, but win games with. And I think that the, the nurture argument is how we got to suck. You know, we got from game game manager to suck. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought that Mac Jones was going to be this elite quarterback and people that did think that I think were, were pie in the sky, you know, dreaming. Yeah. I just think back to, the rookie year and people telling me that he could be Joe Burrow. Right. Oh, oh, wow. right. And I just oh, like, wow. I'm just like, 
I don't know what you ever watched. And but I'm not talking about Joe Burrow that, now. The straw people? Don't make me do it. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, th- those, that's my point. Why would you do that when you know that I have it? Okay. I would have the to receipts. buy those people a new pair of glasses for Christmas because oh, there's no way. Like, they're, those two are incomparable. Do yourself a favor if you want to have a laugh. Like, yeah. if you have five minutes and you want to have a laugh okay. after the show, Google... <laughs> Mac Jones can be Joe Burrow. Oh, God. Okay. And I'm telling you, you will get no fewer. Like, you'll get no fewer than like 10 links. Mike Dussault. <laughs> I think the difference is. I don't is, think you'll find Mike Dussault. So people like no. me, because I you know, am, am a nerd with this kind of stuff. I, I, I remember talking about uh, Joe Burrow. You don't have to say with this kind of stuff. Go ahead. Joe, Joe Burrow's. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Joe Burrow's work with Jordan Palmer and how Joe Burrow from year one to year two improved velocity on the ball. And I think people, I use that comparison. Uh, you know, Brady did it, Breeze did it, Burrow did it. Like a lot of quarterbacks. That, but that's, that's not saying that he's eventually going to be Joe Burrow. It's just yeah, that it, I'm not, it can be done. I think is what the smart people said about yeah, that. I, I'm not. I didn't even realize you had done that. But yes. I'm not talking about like if you say it like a specific skill set. I'm talking there are people, and there were more than one of them, that said there's no reason why if he had. Uh, the, if he had the opportunity to keep playing. Well, no, no, this is before he had Chase. Okay. Burrow didn't have Chase as a rookie. Yeah. He already showed me way more as a rookie when he tore his ACL and got killed. Yeah. They're in different stratospheres. I always thought that, you know, Mac, the way he played his rookie year, uh, the tools coming out, he was the fifth quarterback drafted for a reason. So when people say that they missed on the evaluation, I don't necessarily agree with that because it wasn't like they drafted him over – you know, three other quarterbacks. They that's the guy that fell in their lap, and Michael that's the guy tell you that what I took. thought of coming out. <laughs> but you look at all. The, I, I thought maybe he, in the second round. I thought he was an, a, an average quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he still could have been if they did. I think he could have been average-ish. Yes, he's, he's just that example of that quarterback. And where I agree you need a quarterback. He's the guy. This is the spot. You just kind of have to take him. Like, there's not really like a right. look back of another option at that point. Like, I mean, of course. Well, there could have been you know. had they handled the previous year properly, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what's so amazing about it. The quarterback ineptitude we haven't really even touched on yet either. This has all been Mac, and he's broken. And the nurture. I like your nurture thing, by the way, because I do Thank nurture you. got him to suck. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, that's that's the headline. That's a quote. Patriots. Nurture got him. Oh, nurture suck. got him. Line, I just want to give him credit. <laughs> nurture negligence. The, the, the backup quarterback <laughs> situation. Okay, so what the number that's everybody's talking about? Eighteen transactions. I think they've made at quarterback. So you go from Trace McSorley to Blake uh, Bailey Zappi to whoever Matt Corral, Ian Book, the laundry list, Will Greer, Malik Cunningham. They're all been signed, cut. Back to the practice squad, whatever. Um, what if you had just in 2020 allowed Jared Stidham to play a couple of games? I'm not telling you that you have a pro bowler on your team, but do you not have to go through the nonsense that you went through to try to find a backup quarterback? Maybe you would have known, hey, this is a guy. I don't know if he's the answer, but we, could, we can retain this guy for cheap money. He's in our system. He can be our backup. And maybe we still draft Mac Jones. But now when Mac Jones falters, we have a guy that's been in our system for five or six years now to fault to, to mm-hmm. go back to. I just And again, I'm not telling you that yeah. means instead of two and nine, you'd be nine and two because Jared Stidham's the missing link. But you've cut six backup quarterbacks, right? Whatever the number is. You've cut them all at least once. You had one who wasn't costing you anything. And you kept playing Cam Newton. 
I just can't believe looking back on the 2020 season when you put together all the all the equation like Brady leaves they really didn't have cap space to go out and and go crazy that off season it's the COVID year like Hightower all those guys opt out the fact that they didn't tank that season is oh, yeah. is still one like how did you not tank that season like like uh, how, how did you not do that and I get that Trevor Lawrence is probably the only good quarterback out of that class but I at least would have liked to have had the option of going in whatever direction I wanted right. to go in. And instead, they middle it, and they finish 15th in the league, and, and you get what you get. Like, I just I can't believe they didn't tank that season. All right. Uh, I believe that Paul's food is here, so we'll take a break. I and know when we Pepsi come back, uh, more hat. of your calls and emails. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details iPhone 15 Pro on Verizon. This holiday trade in any iPhone in any condition for the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium, Apple TV 4K, and six months of Apple One. All on us with unlimited ultimate. Go to your local Verizon store now. Six months of Apple One, then $10 per month. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade and slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Apple TV 4K and Apple One offers require eligible phone purchase with activation on unlimited ultimate. Additional terms and conditions apply. Visit Verizon.com for details. What's up, everybody? Mac Jones joined Jones and Mega with Arcan yesterday on a Patriots Monday on WEI. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. When you look at those controllables, what is most imperative yeah. to you to improve? Um, I, I learned from my, my high school coach, and a lot of it's just your attitude and your effort. And um, when things are not going well, you have to focus on those things. And I will do that. I've, I've done that, and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, obviously, the results, like we talked about, haven't been there, but you have to be able to focus on those two things. And um, once those two things are in place, uh, at that point, anything can happen and the results will come and everything will come back around eventually. Mac, we're not privy to what goes on in practice, but it seems like you've been winning the job, you know, and you've been uh, starting all of these weeks. What's been positive for you in practice that hasn't been sort of translating over into these games, if there's any one thing? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just. And that's a really good question. I think, obviously, when you practice, you go against certain looks and, and you see certain things. And for me, I do put a lot into it. I prepare very well. Um, but at the end of the day, I just need to go out there and play football and trust my training. And um, I've done that at times, and I feel like I can do a better job of that at, at, at other times. Excuse me. Um, and that's one of the biggest things is, is taking that to the game and really just playing football just like I did when I was little because I prepare you know, I work hard, so does everybody else on our team, and um, it just has to try to translate. And one of the biggest things is, is just playing football and not thinking too much. How different were practices last week in terms of your reps? You know, from the outside looking in, uh, it seemed different. Uh, we've kind of heard some conflicting things after the game. Do you feel that you got enough work in during the week to be ready to go? Yeah, I prepare uh, very hard. Uh, literally every, every second of the day is preparation for the game, so... I feel confident in myself, and um, like we talked about, I just need to do a little better job of taking what I know and what I um, need to do on game day and applying that to each situation. Um, there's so many situations that can pop up, and like I just said, quarterback's the hardest position in sports, and there's a lot of things that can happen um, on, on each play, really. So I just have to really focus on taking those reps in practice and applying it to the game and then 
also when I don't get the reps, just work like I always do and get my throws in and get my throw count. I think that's a very important thing for me is how many throws I'm getting each week. Um, and, and that varies from week to week, but it's pretty much in the same range of, of reps, I guess. Mac, we're hearing a lot about uh, the different levels of communication between the coaching staff and the players leading up to game day, particularly with the quarterback situation. I'm wondering what the communication is like between you and Bill one-on-one at this point. We used to hear about Tom Brady having these weekly meetings with him, and I know that you've said that's something you've done from time to time. What is your one-on-one time with Bill during the season like at this point? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it varies from week to week, and um, I try to communicate with people and get input and, and find out ways I can be better. Um, so that's what I always try to do, whether it's the quarterback coach or the head coach or anything. Anywhere I've been, that's what I've always done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I put the work in. Um, I got to go out there and, and be the best I can be. So there's a lot of variables each week that change. But for me, I just have to control what I can control. One thing that uh, some announcers have pointed out is uh, some of the back foot throws. Um, when you when you see the rush coming, is that sort of something? Is that a panic move? Like, what's what's sort of been the uh, the answer to that? And uh, what are you what are you doing to try and, and cut down on those? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is um, just focus on my footwork and practice. And I do I rep it every day. I work drills every day to correct that. And um, a lot of it's just in the game when things happen. Like I talked about, there's you know there's sometimes there's a clean quality. Sometimes maybe. You know, there's a guy that comes free or whatever. It's the NFL, right? Guys are going to make plays, but how can I apply my practice to the game? Um, and the offensive line's done a really good job, you know, throughout the weeks of just staying, staying in there and uh, making the blocks and pass protection, and we've been able to run the ball. So definitely something I want to continue to work on. And really, like you said, why is it happening? So I've kind of identified the why, and now I just have to continue to fix it. Mac Jones joining us here on a Patriots Monday on Jones and Mega with Arkan on WEEI. Uh, Mac, we've done this dance a lot this year. Are you still the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots? Um, look, you, you always ask me, right? And uh, I think the biggest thing for me is, is that's a result. Um, and I'm, I'm going to focus on the process this week, uh, focus on competing and getting better. And that's all I've ever done at any sport. Um, and I know that if I do that, then we'll be in good, good hands. So. Um, that's something I need to focus on as always. And I do have confidence in myself and I have confidence in the guys around me. Okay. So this might sound weird, but do you, do you want to be the starting quarterback? Is there any part of you that wants a fresh start? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm good right now. I, I really want to be the quarterback here. Um, I've always wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL and specifically for the Patriots. And, um, like I said, I got a lot of room to grow and everything and, I'm going to just continue to work hard and and do all the things I can to put myself in a position to have success. You mentioned your goals around attitude and effort. When you look around the locker room, who on this team in such a challenging season do you admire for the aspects of their character that way? Yeah, there's a lot of guys. I think, you know, some people that we may not talk about as much, like uh, Kavai and, and people like that who have played a lot of football in the league and, um, I've been on different teams and went through up and downs. Just talking with them and, and D-Wise. You know, D-Wise always has great attitude. Um, and I really appreciate that about him. So there's guys out there that you know do a great job on the field, but they're also very positive. And, and Slater obviously provides that leadership for us from top down. So um, I've been very impressed to see, you know, which guys 
have the right attitudes, and I think that will just continue to show here. Uh, Mac, again, maybe a weird question, but do you think you now or at any point this year sort of had the yips? You, you know what that is? I mean, do you think that that's something that's that's happened to you? What's the what is that? The yips, where uh, I don't know, it's a golf thing where you can't, you know, or a baseball thing, you so, can't make an easy throw. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a legit question in sports, but uh, no, I don't think so. I think when I look at some of the things I've done in the games. Uh, you have to put yourself in the quarterback's shoes, and there's a lot of things I can do better, a lot of things I'll improve on, but definitely have confidence. I uh, definitely want to continue to work on that and grow um, and make the right throws and commit to my throws. Uh, the last thing you want to do is be noncommittal. So definitely want to commit to my throws and, and make sure I'm all in. Uh, there was a report in the Boston Herald, uh, 80% it estimated, uh, talking to some sources within the locker room, uh, 80% of the locker room no longer supported you as the starting quarterback, do you feel that you have the support of your teammates? Yeah, I, I didn't. You know, I don't really deal with the sources and things like that. Um, that's not really my thing. But I think you know, I put a lot of work in and in the off season throughout the past three years I've been here, and my attitude, my effort, is something that I'm going to control. Like I talked about, and I've been with some of these guys for three years, and some of these guys are rookies this year, and they're getting to know me, but. At the end of the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to fight, and I know that the guys that are going to do a good job of doing the same. So whoever wants to do that and get on board, I know they're going to fight and continue to work hard, and that's all you can ask for. Mac, has the play-calling process uh, changed at all for you while you've been here this year under Bill O'Brien? It just it sometimes seems like uh, when we see Bailey Zappi go in there, there's a – play call of a lot more screen passes and then focus on the run. Is, are there different approaches for the two of you that you're aware of? Yeah, um, everyone's different. And um, I've been in different offenses and had different coordinators each year. And um, really at the end of the day, I just got to get back to executing my part and um, what's the play, what's my read, you know, paint the picture of the play. It's a big thing for me. Uh, where are the receivers going to be at? And then, from there, just execute it. And um, regardless of what's called, I think that's something that I need to focus on that. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no, replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. And now, great moments in. History. The girl talking about oh, uh, yeah. the Jaguars. Oh, what's the what's the update? What's the update, <laughs> Diana? I'm, let me. You know, we should probably take a break so we can hear this breaking news. Her talking about Doug Marone's job. Right. I like her jumpsuit. <laughs> she looks good. <laughs> I don't uh, like anything about her. I'm, glad, I'm glad we have female representation <laughs> on this furthering, show. Yeah, furthering <laughs> women in sports for generations to come. I like her jumpsuit. That's another great moment from. The great. Megan O'Brien, Meg Morant, yep, Meg, Meg Connolly. That was that was a great highlight. Like, that was we're, we're like ranting about. I like about her jumpsuit. I like her jumpsuit. Yeah. But she knew what she was doing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Megan was great. Yeah. she's funny. Um, all right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Deuce, Tamara, Evan, Paul, myself, Matt in the booth. Um, Todd wants to kick Paul in the nuts. Same What's time. up? Oh, What's I'm up, Todd? I'm here for this. Get in line, Todd. In his old age. <laughs> yeah. He's starting to, wow. Why do you want to kick him in the nuts? Sadler going on, except both of them are in one person. Kind of creepy. Oh. 
I think what's happened here is we've there's been too much complacency and I think too much dependency on Bill. I heard some scuttlebutt that they think that Jonathan needs to start taking over, that, that Robert's just become a little complacent with Bill, and then Bill thinks he can turn anybody into Tom Brady and run, as you guys said, run the offense and stuff, and it's just not working, and it hasn't worked for many, many years, and I think this is just we just didn't realize what Brady meant to this team, really, until this year. And this year was kind of like, holy crow. Did he did I, so much for that offense, and he could do it. Why, why do you want to kick it. Why do you want to kick Paul in the nuts, though? You're burying the lead. What did yeah, I do? Why do you want, why do you want to kick me in the nuts? Being a, you know, unable to stay on the phone for 45 minutes because they maybe they didn't realize. Maybe it's the first time call. They didn't realize that the show went on for 45 minutes before you could get in or – you know, all, all uh, I'm not buying like that. Okay. I'm not buying that. You're being an apologist. Right. Because you usually do that. I'm, yeah. I'm with you, Todd. Yeah. I'm with you. People don't have and all day. Nobody has to be with me. I'm. No, I'm with you, Todd. People don't have all day. I get it. People don't have so all day. Do, right. it, do what Dominique did and I, I, wait till the, the, I hear the preamble's over. I hear you. I'm just saying that, you know. Maybe that guy had a meeting. Maybe he had to go pick up his yeah, kid at school. Was, okay. Maybe Jesus, like a, lighten up. I was just joking around. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Maybe Thanks, his Todd. kid was in a school play that he needed to go see and demand right. that everyone watch. I don't know. Right. Everybody says I'm Maybe he's to the like, callers, you know, so I'm a, trying like to have a, their an, unru- <laughs> an unruly offensive coordinator. Did you ever think of that? Uh, 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 Matthew's in Virginia Beach. What's up, Matthew? Matthew. Hey, how you doing, guys? There Good. Is. Hey, I'm, y'all got me? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yes, I just want to say uh, real quick, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, Thank you. I appreciate everything you guys do. I love having the privilege to listen to you uh, week in and week out and for years now. Thank uh, you. My question is, um, you know, there's, it goes without saying that the, the Patriots right now, are uh, they're a bad team. And are we teetering on becoming a bad organization? And uh, what I mean by that is like, I'll reference maybe the Raiders where just year in and year out, um, you just see all the blunders and the head coaching positions, just a revolving door and just questionable decisions made uh, throughout the front office and the roster. Uh, I would hope to think that with the crafts in charge that we wouldn't really be in danger of seeing the Patriots become that. I just wanted to get your two cents on if it's trending that way, because I know it's been you know trending in the wrong direction now for going on four years, almost five years. I would say the last year of Brady – being in New England, we saw things trending sort of downwards. So I just like your thoughts on that. It's a valid concern because who's the GM of this team? You know, like, yes, it's Bill. But let's say, you know, January comes around and Bill's not. Who's the GM? Well, they have to make a hire. I know, but like. But like, but so I'll say this. I, I, I get what you're I saying. We're, we're worried. We're, we're worried about. The new who's going to be the new head coach, assuming Bill's not here, no, which is right. We you should need a, be. But you need a but, new regime. But, but who's going to be the GM? Because that bef- could be even more important. But before we have a revolving door, thanks, Matthew. Can we acknowledge the fact that they, they've had the same head coach and general yeah, can manager we have a, the for, door. for 25 years? Yeah. No, but but that's what happens, though. Is you know, no, but you have to get it right. I know. Like this is like you sound like Felger. Like I don't want to be one of those teams that's like drafting quarter. Well, then get it right. Yeah, it's well, not easy. I get it, but no, like you. Just because you pick a quarterback but, in the top ten doesn't mean it has to but, be a bad player. But, Paul, play. who's going to get it right? Adam Bill. They have to hire someone, Fred. I who? know, but, like. Who? So, I mean, you could I just keep giving him a name. You could just keep just going. ignoring who? him. Adam Peters. No, I know that you've we, we, we've given him that name before. AP? Yeah. AP, AP yeah. maybe. Yeah. Let's see, Adam Peters. But assistant general manager for the San Francisco My 49ers. point is, you, if you've decided, and I think I have, I think you have, 
we're, we're moving on. Okay. You have to hire someone. Like, I'm not going to intentionally hire someone who I think is incompetent. But we've been over 20 years now without a GM. Yeah, well, well, I mean, they, but they haven't been. Well, someone who's well, that's their only role, you know. Well, is that the way you want to do it? You don't have to set it up that way if you don't want to. Well, I'm told that it, you know, unless you have someone that's uniquely talented, you have to have a GM. Who? But who told you that? People. Little bird told me. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of that one. I that just, one felt ominous. No. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a step back. I, I think I mean there's a couple things. I mean, I think I, I like the craft's track history of coaches that they've hired. They've exactly. hired excellent coaches and you know, coaches that, you know, Pete Carroll, even if it didn't work out here, it worked out elsewhere. Um I just I think the thing's hard is it's weird to go into this and feel like you need to completely blow everything up. It's just hard. I mean, like and I'm not saying that I disagree that you oh, should. Oh, I think they do. But it's hard to think of all the success that you had here, and now we're just a few, you know, five years yeah. away. And and the prevailing thought is that you can't save anything from what's been going on here right now. You know, like yeah. a lot of people are calling up saying you got to get a whole new thing going on here. And I and I guess that's probably true. I can't go through the other dynasties and how they approach things. I mean, I know San Francisco kind of kept it going with a similar system, but like I mean, did Dallas when Jimmy Johnson got there was that just you know a, a complete kind of i mean they, they went from him to, to what's his face the oklahoma switzer. guy to switzer, switzer. so it's, it's just it's hard for me to wrap my head around how do you rebuild this team but you can't have gerard mayo you can't have right. any of the belichick kids you can't have you know uh, josh mcdaniel's back you need completely new stuff that that's just what's really well, overwhelming well, I, to mean, me I, think. I mean unfortunately i think you're going to get your wish i, I think yeah. some of those guys are going to stay i think I, from I an wouldn't. ownership perspective too like i because i agree with you 100 percent. like that's a really hard leap to make for the crafts to just say we're just going to completely yeah start with a completely different like approach in terms of systems and defense and offense and all the different nuances of it and go completely away from what's worked here for the last 25 years and i could definitely talk myself into thinking that it's a younger newer modern voice and like a somebody like gerard mayo yeah. and maybe that's all that needs to happen is not necessarily that we need to completely strip it down and start all over again but it just needs to be somebody that has a little bit of a different mindset of how to build a football team and how to approach things yeah. but if you're gonna hire a gm from outside the tree then you you have to build it in his vision i don't know the answer to this but does anyone know how often when you promote a guy from within to be head coach, long-term it works? Hmm. It doesn't happen very often. I'm yeah. just trying to think off yeah. the top of my head. I mean, Me too. to marry your guy, Mike Tomlin, was he higher from within? No. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't? He came no. from no, outside? No, he came from Tampa. Okay. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. But that was – he had ties to someone in Pittsburgh, no? Like his, no, no, no. I, I I mean, would I, you consider Dungy having ties to Pittsburgh? Because I I think mm. I think that's what I remember. Yeah, Maros. Yeah, like that Tampa two but, kind but, of thing. But yeah. that's not the same. You know, strictly a guy. You know, today he was my coordinator or my assistant coach, and tomorrow he's my head coach. Yeah, I feel how like often I see does that, that more work? in college? I I, I, I would I say do. that I don't think that's a very good practice in general. Yeah. I'm not telling you that um, because I feel like. There's a relationship with an assistant coach that changes when you're the head coach. Right. Mm -hmm. With the players. Yep. Yeah. So you think bringing in a GM with Gerard Mayo, and Gerard Mayo recognizes that this offense needs to be completely changed. But I think 
I mean, I think the one thing that we probably mostly agree with is that the defense is pretty good. I mean, I like, you know, well, what what they do. You guys do. Actually, can I can I say one thing? <laughs> can I say one thing? I actually this is a little off the beaten track, but I just it was really interesting to me. I've been reading um, John Wooden book, but John Wooden the recently. Pyramid. The pyramid, pyramid success. The pyramid, etc. Um, didn't really scout. How to buy recruits without <laughs> getting uh, labeled a cheater? Oh, did he do that? Oh God. Really? Oh, yeah. um, point though being, you know, a lot of stuff in there that that you would probably look at as as kind of Belichicky and just general coaching kind of stuff. But the yeah, thing that was most interesting that stuck out to me last night was that he's like, I never really scouted the opponent. You know, I just figured it was best for them to adjust what we to what we do, and I didn't want to spend too much time putting in new plays, trying to adjust our offense every week and adjust what we do every week. Yeah. I wanted to well, focus on what we so do. When you have the better and players, you could yeah. do that. And execute it at a high level. And that's what we spent our time in. I didn't, you know, one of the things he learned Vince from. Vince Lombardi. Mike Ditka. Just very interesting to me where it's like I'm going through and I'm saying, oh, that's very Belichickian. You know, focus just on getting better. You know, just every day, focus on getting better. The results will come. Wouldn't Never really talked about winning and losing. Yeah, it was about Vince getting Lombardi. better. Every we're going to run the power sweep and we're going to execute right. it so you're well you can't stop hair, it. And but that, but, but I couldn't help but, but tie it run into... It in? <laughs> I couldn't help but tie it into everything we were talking about last week where it's like there's so much going on and it's like... Don't you just wish, like, instead of being this game plan offense every week where you're just throwing an entirely new playbook on this guy? I mean, to Evan's point about how complicated it already is just to run the offense, not to mention the game plan for that week that, all right, here's all this new stuff that we're going to do. And, you know, of course, you could do it with Brady, especially as things went on when you have 20 years to draw from. And, hey, we're going to do this like we did against Atlanta three years ago, those kind of things. But with this team, it's like I just I wonder if that's part of it of yeah. just focus that's on true. what you I do. I want to be game plan oriented, but I do think there's probably a balance well, because uh, you know strike. right because so they install a playbook in the summer, right in the spring, and they build a library of plays, and then the the install for the game plan is taking those 200 plays that they had from the summer and picking 25 of them that they think is are going to work against that specific team. So it, in theory, you're not you're not supposed to be reinventing yourself every single week, right? Like you're, these are all plays that have been installed and have been practiced. It's just and what all you're that leaning of, into more right. than it's what you're – It's just like this week we're playing a zone-heavy defense, so we might run these plays versus a man-heavy defense. We might run those plays. And, like, that's sort of the, the difference. But I, I think maybe there is a there is some truth to the fact that their library is – was so vast with Brady because he's Brady, and now yeah. you know the library might now it's just not got screen passes in it. <laughs> They're down to screen passes. They, there were only twelve of them. And, Everybody's and acting like they and, threw a hundred and runs <laughs> and runs. Um, but that, I think you, your your point about the coordinator. I'd be curious if any of our listeners could could give us some information on that because I I really can't think. Of what, like, what was George Seifert? Was he on this the Niners staff? Oh, that's, that he could be over? A good he one. probably and he was terrible. Yeah, that could be one. Um, well, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. So did so Barry Switzer. Switzer. I know. Uh, was there anything with Gruden ever with his stops? Was he ever promoted as like – I mean, I remember him as an offensive coordinator in Philly. Well, yeah, they're all like coordinators yeah. for the most part. But not the same. Not, yeah, not getting it's, promoted it's one thing coach. like when you're the coach, but now, like Paul said, you become the head coach. I now think, you're making do you remember personnel Richie, decisions. Do you remember Richie Pettibone? I remember the name. Pettibone? Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten, I think he was a coordinator for Washington and got promoted. But when they get it, the an interim will get promoted when they fire the coach, 
And then usually right. they move on at the end right. of the season. Right. Even when right. the, even I'm not when counting the, that. The interim has some success. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. long term, I like they say. I, I can't think of like a great a recent example of them promoting from within and sticking with it and right. all that. It I mean, you have really to have happen. a reason to want to do it, you know, and that the, the success is all there. The team is there. You just you don't want to upset the apple cart and you want to just try to keep it going with with what's been working. And I mean, that's why I kind of relay it to Sean uh, uh, McDermott. You know, it's. Not that that's been the success that they had. It strikes me as like a just... college basketball thing, hmm. like a coach in waiting. Like, like Shire. John Shire yeah. takes yeah. over for coach. Well, didn't like Joe Mazzulla, isn't that kind of what happened with him? Yeah, he was just kind of the. Well, he was in the system, but yeah. that's yeah. not necessarily. Sorry, by... I dabbled well, in basketball, but there. that <laughs> but that wasn't by design. <laughs> no, really. Do you think there's a world where you can still promote him to defensive coordinator? Like that's still J-Rod? a promotion, yeah. Because he still hasn't had that title and had the responsibility. Yeah, of doing I mean, it. I think just to, I mean, my my thought is that you want Robert and Jonathan would want someone that they know to be the head guy to talk to, but that they would rely on Gerard to not only have a GM who can pick players and help him, um, you know, but also have an offensive coordinator that can take. You know what I mean? Like it's almost just like, yes, he's the head coach, but he's also just more of kind of the guy in the middle pulling it all together that hopefully recognizes where the team needs to go to get to I would definitely I would definitely be open to to Gerard running the defense yeah. here yeah. whether it's as the head coach or the defensive yep. coordinator because I, I don't schematically I don't think that that's the issue with the defense now they're secondary right now and I, yep. I, I know a lot of people are like oh how is the defense not pointing fingers at the offense after the defense has got their own issues like mm-hmm. they got to get their own house in order before I know they only gave up 10 points but like don't let the points you know, blind you from the fact that they could have given up like eight big plays in that game against yep. the Giants. Do, do you think they're more lax about it? I guess because of the injuries that they have. I mean, not that that's like an excuse, Maybe. but not having Christian I, Gonzalez, I, I just, not having a healthy Jonathan Jones, not yeah, having Judon. The last like month or so of the season, they have had more coverage breakdowns than I can remember them having in like the last like three years. Like when you really look at it, mm-hmm. just guys running through the defense wide open. And luckily, they've played Gardner Minshew and Tommy DeVito, and they haven't really gotten burned on it. Sam Howell did burn them on it, you know. So that 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 there's Justin Jay Her- Jay Herbo. Yeah, yeah. like I if mean, they do that against Herbert, it's going to be forty to nothing. I'm and, telling and you. And again, like when you give up two ten points in back to back games, no one's sitting here saying the defense they got to make changes. Like they give up ten points. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with Evan. Yeah. I, I think it's in the scheme of when, 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 when the team that you play against Tony, is, Tommy DeVito. Right. It's literally the, it was Gardner Minshew. It's literally the 32nd ranked offense in football. Right. It's even worse than yours. Right. And you basically held them to their average. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't yeah. like have this great game on Sunday, even though they only had 220 yards. That's what they do. To me, it's the mental lapses. Like, I can live with the fact that J.C. Yep. Jackson's not the guy anymore that he was a couple years ago, and Jalen Hyatt beat him on a go ball for 41 yards. Like, I can live with those types of plays because that's – they just – they don't have the horses well, to and, be consistently and, good. you know, the, the fact that McCourty's not back there anymore, that could be catching up to I, them. That's where my head immediately has gone. Yeah. It, it, they're, they have not – they don't have a field general back there anymore. Right. That's making sure that they're not having these breakdowns right. in the and, secondary. And so you, know, you still have to extend Duggar then? Duggar, I think, is – I still think that Duggar is a, is a good player. I, I still think he's playing out of position, and mm-hmm. I think that's mainly the reason why – uh, you know he's been on the scene in some in some bad spots. Matt Framingham writes in as much as I think that Rex Ryan does come across as a tool bag, <laughs> the mocking criticism. Oh, he is a tool bag. <laughs> the, the mocking criticisms and failings of Belichick is well earned and deserved. 
if you're going to be so cavalier as to do football life on NFL Network as well, write books and do documentaries on the alleged Patriot way, then when seasons like this happen, post-Brady, you have to take your medicine. Rex Ryan is not at fault for the stupid game plan post-bye week, nor for the bad drafting. If people can't handle reality from fiction, then that's on you and nobody else. But there, my whole point with the Rex Ryan thing, not to deliberate the whole Rex Ryan thing, is that there's a difference. Like, we come on the show here and we're critical of Bill Belichick and the mistakes that he has made and the, and the moves and the, and the team and the record and all this stuff. There's a difference between that and, like, turning it into a clown show where you're, like, taking personal shots at him and you're saying, you know, all these ridiculous things about him on TV. That 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 was my – if you want to be critical of Bill, like, we're all critical of Bill. I mean, they're 2-9. and nine. Uh, But I think there's a difference between that and, and what Rex Ryan does, which is performative, as Paul said. Let's go get a damn snack. Remember that? That was classic. Yeah, he likes snacks. That was the last time sure. I really watched Hard Knocks. I, me too. It was a good one. That was probably the best one. Yeah. See, that's called a personal shot. <laughs> I said, don't do that. Uh, Ed in Florida uh, says, great shows. Wondering what you thought of Bill B throwing Billy O under the bus when Belichick was asked about the team not knowing who the starting quarterback was. Belichick's reply was, Bill O'Brien is in charge of the offense. Do you think that Belichick has intentionally sabotaged the offense in response to being forced to hire Bill O'Brien? I don't remember him saying it like that. I don't remember that either. No. Yeah. So now we're just making things up. Oh, I didn't say he's making it up. I said I don't remember it. Well, not hear if you it. don't remember it, Paul, it didn't happen. Right. Well, but I'm not at every press conference anymore like I used to be. I'm at every press conference, and I don't remember him saying it like okay. that. Uh, Jody's in Atlanta. Ahead. What's up, Jody? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, I just had a question. So um, with this upcoming uh, free agent class, um, I know it's not like a good tackle class, but we got a lot of holes to fill on the offense. Is there any position group besides, like, I know T. Higgins in the receiver class, but yeah. other than that, is there any other players that we should be like, you know, kind of going after, or is it just kind of like a dud? Um, I do think there are like decent receivers, and it doesn't. I mean, high end is T. Higgins, but yeah, the I kid think from the Colts, yeah, um, Barrios, Pittman, right? <laughs> Pittman, yeah, Michael I mean, Pittman. He's probably the most Pittman. productive of the free uh, agents yeah. right now. Uh, I yeah. think there are some like guys that I don't think would cost you that sort of top of the market money. Um, and he's right. The 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 tack the offensive line the tackle class is not not great again they were a year late there was some guys available last year right and it's hard to little brown no one wanted them yeah it's hard because you got you know juju and parker there as you know they're under contract they're back it's just it's hard like i mean i'd love to say cut one of them and, and bring somebody in and i mean they also just say it's got to be better than kendrick Bourne. you know kendrick Bourne is a free agent too so if you're going to sign one of those free agents, he just he has to be better than Kendrick. Yeah, I, I yeah. do think it that is a, uh, it is a good free agent receiver class. I mean, like Mike Evans is a free agent at the end yeah. of the year too. There's a good amount uh, of free agents. But I, I, what I worry about with the receivers is what the same thing always is that those teams are going to find ways to get compensation for those players, whether it's trading them on the franchise tag, paying them the franchise tag, or whatever. Like the, I, I feel like they're. I can't imagine that a guy like T. Higgins is just going to hit unrestricted free agency. Like yeah. I, I just can't fathom that the Bengals are going to just do nothing to. Especially to try with to the way this season's going to unfold for yeah. them, they're going to look at it and say, "Let's bite the bullet. Let's spend the money. Let's run this back and let's see this through." I this could definitely. Group. He's such a good candidate for the franchise tag because you're not giving him that that guaranteed bag of multi-year contract that you might have to worry about stacking together with Burrow and, and Chase, but you're at least, like Paul is saying, running it back one more year. I mean, do you get tempted, though, by a high-round draft pick to say, 
maybe we just go to the draft, try to get a, somebody even better than T. Higgins. That's the thing is like a, oh, yeah. a team like the Bengals that has has a little bit of margin for error to yeah. take that risk. I definitely think that that is a consideration of if we can get you know a first round pick and then we turn it into like Romeo Adunes instead of. Uh, you know, T. Higgins, like it's kind of the same guy, and right. we'll just you it's know a rookie contract, yeah, fifth year um, option. Does anyone know who that Joel Klatt is? That's the Washington. Yeah, yeah. Joel Klatt. Rome Adunes. Joel Rome Klatt. Adunes. I believe That's the Washington guy. Yeah. I can never pronounce his I name. I think so. Um, um, yeah, he's an analyst on Fox College Football. So Andrew in L. A. says that Joel Klatt said Mac Jones is your new Joe Burrow on a website on 10 so October twentieth, twenty twenty, he oh, said. So oh, so that was in, in college. college. Yeah, yeah. he's firing it Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, that's that, even worse. But that's a good point. That makes it I, even I, I worse. Mean, At least if you saw him win the seven game winning streak, you said, "Oh, look at this guy. He's going to be like Joe Burrow." But it, that's a good point though, because I I immediately went to Trevor Lawrence just because that's max draft class. But Joe Burrow is another one of those guys that had maybe the most talented offense in the history of college football and is still a dude in the NFL. So, like, I, I don't I don't think you can automatically mm-hmm. no. say that. What I, <laughs> what I thought separated, and, and again, this isn't about, like, measurables. I, I'll, I'll bet that Joe Burrow doesn't run better than, like, a 4-8-40. Like, I don't think he could blow away Mac Jones in a, in a 40. I agree. But – he, you, I watched him at LSU. Yeah, he ran all over the place. Yeah, he no, made he, plays with his really, legs. He did all kinds of. He's really good at buying time. Yeah, all, he yeah. did all kinds of things that I never saw Mac Jones. Do oh yeah, in that, but that's my point. Is like, and he did. He you had have, he you had have great to see talent it. around like, him. I, you have to see it. You know, and, and that's why you can't just say every quarterback that has great talent around him is not worth well, drafting. Let, let, let's, let's There's it, an argument to be made that his LSU team is the greatest no, college football team. No, but let's put it the other way. Oh, yeah. I think it, when I think when Joe Burrow was being scouted and and you know all. Were there, you know, yeah, he can do this, but here's his downsides, and you know, yeah, yeah, hands sample size. There was some pushback Carnies. about the talent around him for Small sure. No, draft. no, but but not the talent around. I'm talking about his talent. Well, uh, people wonder like, how like, good he was. For Mac, it was clear. He, he, you know, he's not going to run around. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not that tall. He's like six one. Um, so he had a lot of physical things that were working against him. Did Joe Burrow? No, he didn't. Not really. I mean that's that's my point. That, yeah, yeah, I you know agree. he 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 has the intent. He has the physical traits. He's tall, big arm. You know, was it just the same? Uh, not a lot of production. Well, just one year starter, right? Like was, wasn't Joe Burrow only one or two years? Yeah, he started his career at Ohio State. Yeah, right, right. I can't believe. I wonder they're probably still kicking themselves for not playing him. Yeah. Like it's just, but it's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, look at him. Look at him. You know, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, people. <laughs> you don't need to. I know. You don't need to. People you know. killed me. And Max, you know, first year here, I was saying back then, yeah, I'd take Trevor Lawrence in a heartbeat over Yeah, but Max. no one. Just, just and, to be clear, nobody there. on this show killed you. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Like, yeah. they couldn't believe I was, you know, committing this blasphemy. because they all thought that Mac was going to be Joe Burrow. No, but, like, how could you yeah. say that? And, like, I, I look think, at him. I think because they saw Trevor Lawrence, and, I mean, he was in a bad situation, too, with Urban Meyer. Of course but he like, was. You know, being sacked all the time, his turnovers, like, the Jags did not look good no, at all. And neither, look at and his hair. But you know, you just know that. It's very if, luscious. If he I gets killed it, for that. If the, yeah. if the team gets it right, he'll be fine. But, but I also just think that that goes to the point still, though, of, like, even Trevor Lawrence looked 
terrible. Mm-hmm. So right? did Peyton Manning, right? by the and, way. And, yeah. You know, I just watched you know the 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 Ravens game with against the Chargers and. Uh, Justin Herbert's like running for his life in that game. He's under pressure forty one percent of the time. They only scored ten points. He, like he's a cyborg. Like he can make throws at every. Right. No one else can make. He's another guy. And, and, it's like yeah. look at him. He's a good quarterback. He, he has, just right. needs oh, yeah. to be coached better. Yeah, right. Like Mike, Anthony he also Richardson has great hair. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it <laughs> just that's all you got to can't lose sight of that. Like it, it, you, you have Justin Herbert, who's a top five quarterback in the league just based off the talent. He gets pressured on 41% of the dropbacks. They only score 10 points in the game. Their coach is on the hot seat. They're 4-7. and seven. Like, they have the quarterback. And, right. they, and they still di- they are still not good. Like they still they, can't figure it out. They're probably going to come in here and beat the Patriots 45 to nothing, but that's not the point, <laughs> right? Like, oh they're still not a good team. You don't still think, uh, you know, and I'm being dead serious. This isn't a snarky Paulism. Yeah. You don't think there's something like the Chargers could come here and still lose? Cause I do. Yes. I think that because that could happen. Because the Chargers, it's either one Any of given two. Sunday, Paul. It's one of two things. Either they're, the Chargers are going to play down to the Patriots like the Chargers do, or it's going to be 45 to nothing. Yeah, see, but in the, <laughs> in the past, I'd be more confident about that. But the play at quarterback is so bad right now for this team. I don't think they can pull off those kind of wins anymore, you know, where the other team comes in and and they make all the mistakes and you well, just beat them. if you go to Zappi, you never know. Oh. Take, Keenan, full week take Keenan Allen reps. away. Give he him said, a little magic. Yeah, You get one of those Adrian Phillips uh, pick six that he had last time against the Chargers. I mean, that's what I think it's going to take defensive scores probably. To, I mean, then, then maybe. But they just haven't been able to produce those wins that we made fun of them oh. for the last two years anyway. Right. Like, they play the backup quarterbacks. They get a couple takeaways. Yeah. We've and even lost that. You know how we can't even do that. That that was the end for me. Uh, it's, like Bill, two, it's like two and a half, right? Because it was Minshew and – and mm-hmm. DeVito back to back, and then like Hoyer played the whole second half. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Sam Howell is like he's not a backup. Yeah, he's their he, starter. I got to yeah. call him the starter, but he's kind of like a backup. starter adjacent. But like he, they were they were beating the Sam Howells of the world though. Is my oh, point. right? Oh, that you was know? that was their jam. That yeah. was what they, they still did. had left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill in DC. I laughed at Bill criticizing Ryland for missing the field goal. Maybe he should be criticizing the GM who not only drafted him in the fourth round and also shipped Nick Folk out of town. Anybody think Nick Folk would have missed that kick? No, because he has the NFL record for the most kicks made inside of 40 yards. No, I don't think go. he would have made the kick. I wouldn't – to me, the GM mistake was drafting him in the fourth round, like especially trading up to draft him in the fourth round. I don't understand why I think this, they insist that's, on that's drafting. round, yeah. I don't know why they insist on drafting their kickers it's when the, the, vast, it's the, sweet the vast spot. majority of guys in that league are undrafted. Why not just – take one isn't that yeah the, the dallas guy the who's dallas like perfect kicker. right yeah i think that this is something that you know some of the draft stuff that the kicker so they the niners took jake moody in the end of the third round who is uh the kicker at michigan and was the patriots kicker at the shrine bowl we liked him and i think that they were all over jake moody like, I, am, I think they, i am told that that's accurate i think that they love jake moody a ton and the 49ers knew it and the 49ers swooped in at the end of the third round and took the guy and I think they panicked, and they picked Chad Ryland in the fourth round because they figured a run of kickers was going to come, and they picked their second guy on the board because they got their first guy stolen. Um, <clears throat> on the question about assistants being elevated to head coaches, hmm. um, Bill Parcells, New York Giants, who oh. incidentally had a terrible first season. Oh, so he was a he I was on so. the Giants. He was staff? the DC. Okay, so, so this, this, that's a good that's, one. Then. That's one. That's yeah. a good one. Um, by the way, didn't Bill bench Welker for poking fun of Rex and his yes. wife? Yes. He did. He yes. did. Yeah. Yep. Because Bill has respect. Yeah. Exactly. He, well, absolutely. But that's the but point. That's, I agree. Yeah. The, the fraternity, you don't make fun of the other coaches. I agree. And, you know, unless and that's why I, I call Rex Ryan, even though I think Rex Ryan is entertaining, he's a tool Yeah, bag. that was the playoff game too, right? Yes. They lost. 
Uh, let's go to uh, Willem and Philem. What's up, William? Hey, Fred. How you doing? All right. All right. Um, questions for uh, for Evan. So I have two questions. Um, Everybody else, be quiet. Thank you. <laughs> um, I can live with that. So uh, for free um, for free agency, right? For and it's about wide receiver basically. Um, who would you? What receiver would you want that would be specific for? Uh, for the Patriots, though, I I know everybody talking about T. Higgins. I'm trying to understand as far as him being six four. I know he can catch and all that, but what makes you think he can be a number one? He seemed like the type of receiver that's going to need somebody like a, a true number one, like a like a Jamar Chase or something like that. I don't know. And number two, just who else? And as far as in the draft, right? And in terms of wide receiver, who would who would fit the Patriots scheme though? And I'll leave it at that. Take care, y'all. All right. Thanks, William. Well, it's tough. You know, the, the Patriots scheme, you yeah. know, what, what is it? Uh, who, Hopefully who you don't it? have to worry about that. Right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I take T. Higgins any day of the week. I I think with the thing with receivers is trying to make the point with, you know, the franchise tag and things like that. Uh, most of the good receivers, the good receivers, we're not talking about, you know, the, the, the next tier. We're talking about the elite top-end guys. Those guys get traded. Those guys never hit unrestricted free agency and i think the patriots need to take that approach next offseason that they can't just pick from the free agency pool and i think that's the mistake that they made in 2021 when they had all that cap space was they just picked from the guys that were available in free agency instead of going out and being more aggressive by trading for somebody that was better than nelson Aguilar and kendrick Bourne. so i look at it and say whether it's T Higgins, whether someone's going to get disgruntled and want out. It happens every off season that one of these diva receivers wants out. They're not trading him here, (laughs) Uh, but you know, whoever it is, like it happens every off season. So whoever it is this time around, you got to make it happen. Like that's got to be you. That's got to be you this time around. And uh, to his second question in the draft, if it's this type of Patriots offense, uh, you know, obviously Marvin Harrison jr. fits every single scheme. I really do like Roma Dunes too from from Washington, but uh, gonna remember that one. Roma Dunes. I I, th- I think it's Xavier Roma Worthy. Dunes. Roma Dunes. I know it's Worthy uh, from Texas. Is like this draft save flowers, but from Texas instead of Boston College. Burton and Alabama. Um, Ryan and I just I want to be on the record is I want to get away from those McConkey. I want to get an outside guy who's a playmaker. By the way, T Higgins. Okay. T Higgins. Um, if I'm I have the years right, 2020 that was Burrow's number one overall year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. went Burrow, Higgins, first two picks, Higgins. right? Not bad. So Higgins had 67 catches for 908 yards and six touchdowns. As a rook? As what? a rook. And, and Burrow yeah. missed the last part. Yeah. Not towards I want to say like the last six or seven games, yep. maybe five or six yep. games, yep. with a torn ACL. So that's without Jamar Chase. Right. That was a hit. And that you know, and he was already really good without yeah. Jamar Chase pulling coverage or anything. Right. Like right. That. So yeah, I would feel pretty good about a six-four guy on the outside who can make plays and has a career average of fourteen yards a catch. Oh yeah, I have no wow. problem with that. Uh, Ryan as North- being my number one guy. I mean, Ryan yeah. in North Carolina says it's time for an apology. I need to come clean and tell everybody that it was me who sold Belichick the magic eight ball that he's been using to make GM and coaching decisions. When I sold him the eight ball four years ago, I never thought he would take it so seriously, and for that, I'm sorry. I hope Bill will realize that I was lying when I said the eight ball could make up for Brady leaving. I was just trying to make a quick buck. Well, Outlook kind cloudy. Of was that? Outlook cloudy. All right. It's like a different kind of eight ball. <laughs> That's going to be it for oh, the Tuesday show. Already? We'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday with another edition of 
Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, playbook tomorrow, too, following us. So we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.